Welcome to the GCW Plants Podcast, episode 75. John, how are you doing this evening? Dude, I'm ready to do this. I feel great tonight. How are you doing? Doing good. We had a yeah, very a pretty busy and fun day online, and uh, <laughs> we have a lot of stuff to talk about with this show. I'm actually really excited to cover these three because they were really, really fun shows and a lot of positive things to say for sure after the last oh. couple episodes. Yeah, this this English leg of the tour has been real. I'd say it has to be very successful. They, they've oh, got to yeah. be happy with this. Yeah, I I thought it was a great three shows. And like, I think I, I messaged you. There was only one thing I didn't really uh, like care for, but that match wasn't for me. And that's fine. Out of yeah, 30 yeah. or whatever matches they had, that was a uh, one thing. And it was fine. This was a fun, fun weekend in uh, England that they had. Well, I'll tell you, it was nice to see some familiar faces from across the ocean there. We had man like Darice, Leon Slater. Uh, is there anybody else you can think of off the top of your head that were like, hey? Um, we had uh, Shamane. Um, Visage, uh, just for a uh, quick yep. moment. Visage stole the show at Effie's Big Gay Brunch in England that one year. Well, yeah. Last year. Yep, last year. Uh yeah, vis uh, Visage with uh, Shane Um, Let's see what other... Leon Slater that you said. Um, Charles Crowley was good. I don't like him with the lady. Yeah. But outside of that, he's a damn good wrestler. And Maloney. Maloney was awesome, too. Yes. I, I think what I think why I like all the... This more this time is they have like a year's almost experience since we've seen them last. And you could see the growth, I think, in all the talents that we saw last year to this year. I think that's what made this show like quality, the match qualities for me just skyrocketed. And with the year experience, it was awesome to see what Leon Slater looks like now compared to last year. Men like Therese, same thing, looked incredible this year compared to last year. Last year, they looked incredible as well. Well, what was interesting, different, and welcoming was the start time at uh in las vegas it was 11 30 a.m when this show had kicked off so i got to have some lunchtime gcw you were probably busy but did you have a chance to see anything at all at lunch or no not live no. i saw your okay. tweet and that's i was like wait it's starting now like i thought i was gonna watch <laughs> it tonight so i was like oh, at least that they like i just gotta avoid twitter when i get uh get off work and at least uh watch it at night still okay and then the tnt scaffolding gave me tna vibes that ultimate x that x division man that's what it felt like yeah i i loved it too i think they did a great job with that match uh i at first i was kind of i was trying to figure out what you're talking about the scaffolding i, I got it now uh that, oh yeah, sorry cool. yeah the no, rigging it looked the really rigging. good it looked really good like uh it, like you said tna tna days good money was spent on it you can see that yeah it looked good quality so if you haven't seen the show yet, I will soothe everyone just for a second and let them know that the neon toilet sign is still up there and um, looking as big and beautiful as ever. I never thought a toilet sign would put a smile on my face. Dude, that's where the wankers go, baby. <laughs> I, I, I actually smiled. I saw it pop up. I'm like, yes, it's still there. <laughs> I, I actually like I went into this show with the smile. And it, I don't think it left my all weekend long. Like I loved everything that they did. And it just, it was, it felt like since it's been a year, it felt cool to be back there. Kind of like I said before, where I feel like we're getting diminishing returns on like places like center stage. Like this is our fourth time there this year. Like it doesn't feel as fun as it did the first time. Like 
I think if when they rehash some of these like cooler looking venues, it takes away the coolness of seeing it. And like, I, I was legit excited to see the toilets pop up. Like right away, I was like, okay, I'm good. And, like, <laughs> even though there was, yeah, exactly. I was like, we didn't have MLJ, we didn't have the commentary team, but I loved it. And I did feel at home with the toilets. It made me feel like if, Made me feel like a place of comfort and place that I've been in. And I was enjoyed last year's show. And it just put me back in that mindset. Dude, if I ever get to Hangar 34, I'm going to have a beer underneath the blue glow of the toilet sign. I'll take pictures the whole time. Definitely got to take a picture. If anybody's listening that can take a close-up picture of the toilet sign, I'm going to put this on Twitter too. I would love to have it. I made it. I don't know. I'm in love with the toilet sign. It's it's not often that you can see stuff like that. All right. So we are on to our first match. Who's our opening match of the night? Our opening match of the GCW TNT Project X is a tag match as is Lycos Jim, which is Kid Lycos and Kid Lycos 2. Ooh. <laughs> I like that one. That's, that was pretty funny seeing the names. Uh, going against it, this was a shock to me. Los Vipers, Arez and Latigo. I was kind of shocked to see Latigo uh, over in England with GCW. And I enjoyed it because we we only seen them really in LA. And Arez, anytime I get to see Arez, I'm excited for it. Those were two cool faces to see representing GCW in England. And uh, I don't want to take your notes. I'll let you say it first, but I will piggyback off of one of your notes here because I had the same feeling. I thought it was uh, cool for them. Sure. Okay. I have a feeling I know what you're talking about. I won't get there yet. I'm getting there. I'm with you. Los Vipers are back. Welcome back, Latigo. The last time we seen Los Vipers was with Latigo and Toxine. So I don't know if maybe I'm just now learning, but Ara stepped right in there as one of Los Vipers. And maybe do you know if this is one of those fluid teams where it can? Okay, okay. So you're not sure either. Yeah, um, I don't, I don't know. Like, I was kind of sh- shocked. Like, when I heard Los Vipers, I was like, wait a minute. Wasn't that like, I, I couldn't remember. I forgot uh, Toxine's name, but I was like, wait, I don't remember Arez being the partner. I thought it was like another bigger set dude, like, had that was the good full build uh, that Latigo had. And, um, I don't know. I'll, I'll quickly look it up, but uh, it was a nice, if it was a not a normal change of pace, I enjoyed Arez filling in. You know, Arez is just so different with everything that he does that that color yellow on him popped a lot too, because we're used to seeing him in dark colors, gray, a little bit of white every now and then. So I have a feeling that I'm about to say what you felt, because I think we're on the same page. The fans haven't seen Arez and Latigo before commentary was blown away the fans loved him everybody was floored i forgot what it's like to see arez for the first time i think that's what you're going with here is it was like lucha had just reached the shores of england yep that's that's exactly where i was going with i thought it was cool um seeing our seeing arez in england and putting on the lucha his style of lucha which is a completely i think different style than what we see from other lucha competitors and the uniqueness of his moveset I thought it was very cool of uh, the TNT crowd to be able to see Arez. And when I first saw Arez, I thought I was like, okay, he has a cool eye patch and he does the cool, like the the sitting up and how he rolls his body up. I thought that was cool, but Mm -hmm. he didn't really start growing on me until he started having some of these single matches. And I was like, whoa, I didn't know he was that creative. (laughs) Cause like, I think some of the scrambles when I first saw him limited him because you don't get to shine as much in, a scramble match as you do on a one-on-one. So seeing him in a one-on-one setting, that's when I first started liking him. So 
I hope some of these TNT fans loved Arez as much as we do now because I think he is a treat, and I think they definitely got a treat in seeing him out there. I'll just say damn good opener. Kind of the wrestling that I like when tag team. Um, our winner here was Lycos Jim. We we haven't seen enough of them yet, but after this weekend was over, we saw on Twitter Jordan Oliver and several others. They're like, bring Lycos to America. I can't say that yet because I didn't see a lot, but if the wrestlers that we support say, look, these guys are damn good, then I'm going to support that also. Yeah, I, I felt the same way. Like, I didn't see much either from them to come over. Like, I wouldn't mind seeing them again and to learn, find more about their moveset and their characters and stuff. But I'm the same way. If, like, Jordan's sitting there saying he's doing it. I trust Jordan. They, he's been in the ring with them. He probably knows what they're capable of way more than I do. So I uh, do look forward to if we do get Lycos 1 and 2 to uh, come over to the States and we get to see him a little bit more often. Uh, that will lead us into our second match of the evening, which was the TNT women's title match as the champion Alexis Falcon with their manager, Charles Crowley or Crowley going against Masha Slamovich. And I thought this was a pretty good match as well. Um, shocked at the, the winner, but then not so shocked after seeing, uh, kind of where it was. I don't like how they kind of played into like little storylines throughout all three of these shows like there was like constant storylines between the competitors throughout each show and i liked how they kind of started off on this night one and kind of teased us as what was to come moving forward the next couple nights good point absolutely good point and i'm there with you there wasn't a bad night the whole thing was just fun i'm I'm looking forward to them going back more now than I did even after the first tour. And I know the first tour was groundbreaking. So yeah, I, I love this tour. <laughs> like I was excited, yeah, yeah. but I'm way more excited after this one than I was headed into this one scene. And like, I was excited to see men like Therese and uh, Leon Slater for sure. And I didn't expect to get as much as we did on this weekend. And it was great to see. Congratulations, Masha for ranking the highest of any woman in the PWA to PWA, the PWI 500 ever. Um, I eat my words. There are sometimes, like I said, I wasn't always a fan. I'm coming around to it. I'm starting to appreciate what she does. That doesn't mean whatsoever. I dislike her. And that does not mean that I'm not going to be one of the first to congratulate her for um, accomplishing such a great feat. Yeah, that we had quite a few uh, GCW people on that list and way higher than uh, years prior. It was nice seeing the GCW representation so high up on the on that list, too. I know it is a fan-made list. I don't put too much credence into it, but yeah. it is cool seeing them get the recognition and seeing like their growth and having their growth be recognized by other people that we've kind of seen and talk about on a week-to-week basis. And Masha, like I really like their description on her, how they said like she was like probably the most versatile woman in the world wrestling because she was able to do death matches, regular matches against women, regular matches against men. Like she held her own and had great matches. So the description I thought did her a great bit of justice as well. Really proud of her. That's about the only thing else I would really say. Just very proud of her and happy that we can see her regularly over in the GCW locker room. Masha's going to kill you chance from the beginning. England already knew that PWI came out and I honestly thought this was just going to be an all out squash match. Then I realized it was a title match. So I'm thinking, Ooh, what's going to happen here? 
here's what happened. Alexa was in control for most of the match. It was totally not our Masha that we know of. This was a storyline for over there. So you're seeing something a little different. Our winner here was Alexis Falcon. I kept this review really short only because we do have quite a few matches to get through. Um, my, for Alexis, the only thing I can say is she just got to lose that guy. She's got to stop the bullshit. And then I'll feel that she can be taken seriously. I think she does have a lot of talent, but she comes out to the ring and she's trying to get her boyfriend face fucker. He spits in her mouth. Like if you need to get him, like if you need to get over, you need to find yourself or you're going to be in mediocrity pulling spit spots for heat. So I'm sure she's nice. And I hope she rethinks some of what she's doing because it seems like that little gimmick is not faring well for two really good wrestlers. You know what I mean? Like every now and then it's like, damn, pineapple is good. But if you throw pineapple on pizza, debatable for some people. And I think that's what it is, is we have a pineapple pizza here. And if they just separate them, they would do so much better on their own. Personal opinion. <laughs> I, I agree with you. I think that um, they are better separately than they are together. And I kind of, I was, I do like them separated, but I think why they're together is for all the heat and to get all that heel heat going and stuff like that. So um, they got me. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I, 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 I kind of uh, mixed emotions with they do are they are good in the ring but when they kind of do their act together i wasn't too big of a fan of either all right that will lead us into our third matchup of the evening as it is gringo loco versus drilla dan maloney this was incredible i i knew dan maloney was good holy shit this was a great match i thought gringo had a lot to do with it as well but man maloney i think too showed a different level of his character with joining the bullet club and stuff so seeing a different side of him this time than we did last time i enjoyed and i i thought this match like really blew my mind and definitely exceeded my expectations heading into this match which were already kind of pretty high with the gringo loco match drilla maloney is bullet club just so some fans uh know that out there hand uh, hand pricked oh that's not good Handpicked by Osprey for the UK wing of the Bullet Club. <laughs> Great mix of styles here. Gringo was more grounded in this match. Both have a very mature championship style uh, pace to them. After a huge Gringo tope, you could actually hear commentary go, he's too big to be doing that shit. I, I really appreciated that because that's, that's a compliment. Gringo was in control quite a bit of the match. I would say Dan still shined. I would like to see more Dan. He has that chiseled, very English look. I think it's the way to put it. And I mean, it works in England for sure. I'd love to see what he can do over here. Our winner, Dan Maloney. And that was kind of a shocker too, but I'm glad it did because Gringo, that was good for Dan Maloney to help elevate him over there. And I thought this, I, I just, I, he's in another spectrum to me and I enjoy watching him. This match, Gringo was awesome like i couldn't i don't even yeah i just watch it because it was one of those ones that had a lot of cool spots and i think they did dan did a very good job of selling as well during this match i think that will lead us into our fourth matchup of the evening as it was for the gcw ultraviolet uh title 
as is Rina. Yam- oh my God, I am struggling now. That's okay. Rina Yamashita going against Emerson Jane. And whoa, Emerson Jane now is a, a name I know of. Like, <laughs> I I didn't yeah. know she was like, I, I, I think we, maybe she was on last year's show, but not, I don't think in a death match, but wow, that this death match with Rena was awesome. And <laughs> Emerson is one to watch out for. I would like to see her kind of in more death matches out here with like a Casey Catal, I think would be a good matchup for her. Oh, I'm in. Anytime Casey's in on a death match, I'm in anyway. She's a little ass beater. That's all I can say about that. Yeah, Emerson, um, I feel if we had her come over here and do a death match or maybe a couple other things I haven't seen yet, I think she can hold her own. And I'm not 100% sure if we did see her last time. I didn't want to look it up and you know what I mean? But hmm. um, yeah, in this capacity, we hadn't seen her. And now that we have, I was really, really, you know, enthusiastic about maybe seeing her again down the road the weapons were being carried out to the ring this was a brutal match i just wrote down here in my notes both women kicked ass uh emerson can go i like her it's kind of funny i put that in there after we talked about it but that was first and foremost our winner here was emerson jane i would say go watch it i think you need to be a little more familiar with emerson and um she has good promise ahead in the deathmatch scene for sure. Yeah, she I never saw her like in any, any kind of deathmatch, but wow, she was the one that like super surprised me. And Rena was busted up too. Like I think uh, she her cheek, there was that one spot she took like a light bulb to the cheek, it looked like. Mm-hmm. And that, that one kind of scared me the way she like immediately held it. And then like we saw the next night, she was like how swollen it was around that area, but Emerson took an ass kicking, but she took it like a champion. That was it was awesome to see. Like that was just shocking, and one another pleasantly surprising good match that I didn't have that expe- high of expectations for. But I'm super glad it over delivered. Our fifth matchup is for the TNT World Title, as the aforementioned Charles Crowley defends the title against Jordan Oliver. I just wish there was a little bit more wrestling in this match. Like that was, that's like, that's like, I don't know. I just wish this because it's Jordan and like, I know he could go in the ring and like I wanted to see more wrestling from this and I didn't really get it. I enjoyed the whole story thing and kind of uh, poking and prodding at Jordan nonstop and how uh, Alexis kind of interfered. But overall, I thought we should have got a little bit more uh, from this match. So I'd realized her manager is a wrestler and now she manages a wrestler. So it's kind of like a (laughs) circular thing. Um, I wrote that it was an okay wrestling match, somewhat short, only six minutes long. My last note was he's sticking his finger in her butt. Now that's entertainment. Our winner, Charles Crowley. Yeah, that's pretty that's much right. Kind that's of where he stuck it. <laughs> that's that, uh, that's that where the finger went. Coverage buddy. of the match. That's why I, I don't know. I just wish I would have had a, a little bit more. That's there could have been more done in my thing. I think there was a lot yeah. left on the plate that uh, wasn't touched there. And just just so uh, the wrestlers know, what we remember about that match is a finger in the butt spot. So there you go. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it was the butt. I wasn't looking that close. <laughs> I just sidebarred myself. Okay, don't listen to me. Uh, all right, moving on. <laughs> Our sixth matchup of the evening, 
was a tag team match as Team Bussy, Alley Catch, and Effie go against. I totally missed the name of the pronunciation of Scouse, this name. Is it... Scouse and Proud Scouse is what I'm going to go with. Okay. Scouse and Proud. And that is the team of Harley, Hudson, and Lizzie Evo. This was a fun, fun Alley Catch and Effie match. Team Bussy once again delivered. Um, I I enjoyed what they been doing as of late and this one was had its moments with the comedy but i when it gets turned up i totally enjoyed alley catch just going crazy and running rough shot around the ring and effie just being effie and doing his fantastic thing so i enjoyed this match just to see kind of team bussy uh pick up the victory and kind of uh get some momentum out in the uk funny you mentioned effie first note good good job there good good roll into it yeah effie putting on muscle i feel has been a smart move it's a good look. If he carried the title, it would look fantastic. He has the size to look believable against most anybody that could come in and challenge for that title. But that's another story. Uh, real tag team wrestling happened in this match, which again, I'm a big fan of that. Bussy was heel here. So an interesting little twist on things. It was a longer match than I expected, but in a very good way, I was entertained here. Our winners on this one? Bussy. Yep, it was a fun, <laughs> a, a very entertaining match, as you said. It kind of weird coming through me off there. Um, <laughs> just a little. Bit. I'm having fun, man. I, I feel good. It's been a good day. Uh, well, it's been a good day for most. I mean, WWE had a lot of cuts, unfortunately. We didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have names here, but there were quite a few really big names. Um, one of them being Dolph Ziggler, you and I right off the bat were like, we would love to see Dolph come over. I would love to see his crazy bumping just for one night. Give me him and Cardona. There, there would have been an amazing little, you know, WrestleMania style thing going on there. East West Express versus Cardona and Ziggler. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> what a, that, that's a lot in one ring. I, I, my first opponent was Dolph Ziggler speedball. Like, I give me that match. Give me 45 minutes Ooh. on that one. Ooh. Oh, but that did, that's a beautiful thought right there. Well, did you just see who Speedball got announced for for Impact? Who he's getting? No. He's getting Will Ospreay on Impact. That's, wow. Yeah. I watched some of their old matches. Like, I forgot even what company it was when I first started. When Speedball first showed up in GCW, I went back to watch speedball matches like holy shit who mm -hmm. is this guy and yeah one of his first matches a younger speedball against a younger will osprey and even then it was like they are just on two other levels and then seeing them now just how much they've grown and gotten better over these years i can't wait i like that's one match that's going to get me to watch that impact uh impact show i forgot what um it's one of their i think it's bound for glory coming up on the next pay-per-view so it's going to be fun to watch the gcw and uh speedball mike bailey uh and Will Osprey kind of go at it? Hey, Impact's doing it right. Can't I've been that. I've been into Impact since like they brought in Leo Rush. I've been into Impact since they first brought in Speedball uh, last last year, hmm. and then now but they got the Leo Rush Gresham. They Impact is doing some fun stuff, and they are kind of doing cool uh, um, throwback moments too, which is always enjoyable to see uh, those people kind of come back. Alrighty. And that will lead us into uh, kind of yep. our, an impact-related matches. The main events for night one of GCW and TNT Project X was the TNT Ultra X title match as it was Man Like Darice, Leon Slater, Robbie X, Scotty Rock, 
and star boy charlie this felt like a old school impact match too holy uh-huh. shit uh-huh it, it was incredible like i i was kind of like okay haha gimmicky you're gonna copy it but not only did they copy it they excelled at doing it very very well in the tnt extreme way i thought i loved this match it was awesome and it felt very nostalgic you know it was it was missing aj styles and that was yes. about it you know i was i was really waiting for the x division to just you know i was waiting for amazing red to come out i was you know the old days of the x division well man uh, like the recent slater kind of were trying to do some of those cool spots that we used to yes. see on the uh, the ultimate x matches so i do appreciate them doing that as well so let's go and say i'll just say it again more leon in gcw please he is a mix of most everything gcw fans like in the wrestlers it's cool seeing him on aew a few weeks ago oh one two one bring it to america as soon as possible uh i know he wants to be here i, I know he wants to be here and doris i mean that's a tag team partner i they're electric together you you if you bring those two men over they have the capabilities of doing almost anything but a death match those are versatile workers uh as sing yeah as you said singles and tag team like i that's when Doris came over for the collective i was kind of really hoping to see leon slater and getting a leon slater and man like Doris versus east west express that was like one match i was really hoping mm-hmm. to see but leon never came over and i don't uh Whatever the reason why we got at least man like uh, we at least got man like Doris over here, and he killed it out here by himself. And I think Leon's been killing it by himself over here, uh, kind of mostly on the AC uh, run lately. Oh no, they. Oh yeah, Leon said oh, it was at the last LA show. I he, forgot he lit up. Yeah, yeah, totally. So here's, yeah. here's some funny things. You see that GCW flag? Everybody who listens knows about my flag. I try to get it signed. I sat there, had a 10 minute conversation with that dude with the flag underneath my arm and didn't ask him to sign it. I'm like, Oh, what a, what a pisser. <laughs> my wife, she was talking to, I think she was bullshitting was him and my, her and my son were talking to Zach Saber and she's like, literally Zach's a talker. That's something we've talked about. She's literally trying to get a hold of me, like pointing at me, trying to show me I have the flag and she didn't even, we got soaked up into talking like dude wants to be in America. So I'm right there with him. If somebody with that talent wants to be here, let's put him on our stage because he's bound for bigger things. It's just a matter of when. Yeah, I and I really think too, just like last year, that Leon and Man Like Doris were the all stars coming out of this trip from the UK side from talent. Uh, I think once again they were awesome, but they did it on an absolutely another level than they did last year, and I think they really showed that. Especially a man like Darius, his match against Jordan was awesome, but his whole weekend, he had great matches. And I think he showed that weekend that he could definitely go one-on-one with anyone in the world. And I would love to see some of these matches he could do with some of the GCW roster out here in the States. I think it'd be fun to see. <laughs> Robbie X, totally X division, man. I, you know what I mean? Like he totally has the TNA kind of oh, feels yeah. to him um starboy i think he did a damn good job in his tnt debut and in this one darice was the beef he has that great look to him and it was <laughs> i lo- i'm a loss for words in a in a bad way unfortunately only because i can't think about the next thing of really what to say because i just looked at my note and what i was going to say about darice we just covered <laughs> so uh great main event 
busy. It was, there were a few nicely choreographed spots. Man like Doris was our winner in this match. And the show closes with Doris celebrating with the fans. Yeah, I like to, going into the storyline. They've kind of, the teammates going to kind of fight for the title. But then they also had a nice couple different times, one-on-one in the ring to kind of show that struggle of uh, teammates trying to get the goal or get the ultimate X, whatever uh, briefcase. is it? Was it the ultimate X, uh, like, what was it called out there? I totally forgot. Was it the ultimate X? It wasn't a briefcase. Um, uh, oh my God, that's a great question. In my head. It was 11.30 in the morning, bro. Right. No. <laughs> well, it was 11.30 at night for me. When I oh, was it? Yeah. Yeah, when I started it. Um, I forgot what it was, but, like, I, I do it, like, when they were both on the opposite sides kind of climbing to, to yeah. it at the same time. I thought, I was like, oh, shit. And like, here comes the breakdown of the fight. And I, I just loved it. It did feel like a very old-school Ultimate X match, and I'm very glad. Like, they pulled it off perfectly, and I thought it was a great way to end night one of uh the three events that happened that weekend. Uh, that will lead us into the second show of the weekend, which was called GCW in Liverpool. Um, once again, from Hangar 34, all of the shows were from there. And yeah, I'll let you go to the pre-show remarks. All right. We have a fucking purple Teletubby in the crowd. If that isn't the first thing I say, kill me. Yeah, there was a purple Teletubby just uh, off into the left of the hard cam. It was awesome to see a big white glowing GCW on the wall. The more I see it, the more I like it. It looks professional also. I, I, I like to mention it every time because it's like reinforcement. I love it. Yeah, I liked it too. It did add a little like yeah, professionalism. I thought it was a Flair. cool graphic. Yeah, cool little graphic design uh, that they had there. I also enjoy always watching the TNT logo too. Like, I think they got a pretty sleek logo for them as well. It looks well done and polished. You know what I mean? Like it looks like from from the from the you know the ring to all the lights to everything there. I mean, even that setup that they had for the uh, quote unquote X division, let's say. It just looked like it was quality. It didn't look like anything was thrown together and backyardy. Yeah, it, it all looked really good. Their presentation, even like the the crowd, the crowd too. I, I don't even think we mentioned the crowd that night one. Like the crowd was awesome all weekend. Loved yes. their singing, loved their chants, loved the creativity of their chants, loved the timing. Like they were awesome uh, throughout all the shows and the the, the camera, the GoPro that. Um, I forgot the one guy that said he goes out there by himself for these shows. He did an amazing job as well. And I think the the sound was picked up very clear, especially on commentary. The commentary was maybe even a little bit too loud, but it was nice to be able to hear what they were saying. And um, I think the commentary for not being a non-GCW commentary too was funny as shit, was mm-hmm. awesome, knowledgeable, but also they brought like the feelings to the match. I loved when they had to lose their shit on the heel they absolutely lost their shit when it was time for the face to pop they popped like a fan like commentary was amazing as well throughout these shows our first match of the evening was the tag match as it was the boys jimmy lloyd and star boy charlie star boy charlie going against team cpf danny black and joe lando i enjoy this team i loved them watch the collective and i i do uh danny black's a perfect I think tag partner too for Joe Lando. I know Joe Lando's mm-hmm. kind of like uh, pretty good buddies with Jimmy Lloyd. That's why he gets in all these shows. But Danny Black's a very good in ring work, and I love how they uh, interact and work together as a tag team. I'm a big Joe Lando fan, and it's kind of funny. I hadn't seen him in so long, 
that I heard the name and I turned to my wife. I'm like, holy shit, that's Joe Lando. And I'm looking at him. I go, that's fucking Joe Lando. I haven't seen him in so long. It was so nice to see him. Um, I'll just make it nice and quick. The boys pulled off a win here. The opener was okay. I was really hoping for more and I don't want to lie about it. It was, it was, uh, it was a little under what I'd like to have. And that's me being picky because I guess I'm spoiled on scrambles, but, um, again, Starboy and then Jimmy Lloyd out there killing it. But yeah, our winner were the boys. Don't let up. Nah, I was nice seeing CPF back again. Uh, that's another team I wouldn't mind seeing a little bit more uh, here in the States uh, if they decide to come out a little bit more often. Um, I thought this was, a, as you said, a decent opener. I did a lot of commentary. I loved how they played into Jimmy Lloyd and Joe Lando kind of having a friendly relationship too. So um, good on them to make that call out on commentary. Next matchup was a fun one as man like Darice going against Jordan Oliver. This was awesome. This was a perfect match for man like Darice and perfect match for Jordan. I think Jordan was the kind of like the, the veteran in here and kind of carried the match, but man like Darice definitely held his own. And uh, this is where I first noticed the MDL on his, <laughs> on his pants too. I'm like, what's yeah. that man like Darice? Like, duh. Like, oh my God. <laughs> it so, was 1130 at night. Or MLD. MLD. That's what it was. It's okay. Oh. This was good. I, I enjoyed these kind of matchups. This was a hard-paced, very good in-ring, classic wrestling match, and Dury stepped up, and Jordan delivered as always. Forgive me for not having the uh, the match time down on this one. This is one of my live notes situations, so um, sorry if I don't have that there. So I still can't understand Dury's when he's spitting on the mic, but I do understand 0121. I have no problem with it. Oh, the one thing I do know that I did appreciate, I could you could hear where GCW did try to pull up his audio so you could hear him more than just the music. So I could see that effort there. Um, again, it's just probably just it's the difference in uh, dial uh, not dialect, but you know, like English English versus American English. Uh, and he's a fast rapper. And it's very fast. It's like mystical or some shit, like way back in the day kind of stuff. Um, I was happy to see Jordan's first good singles JCW title defense in quite a while that as a Jordan Oliver fan is a good sign because, you know, we're talking, we're noticing that the matches are short and he's thrown in more doubles and things like that. So I'm happy to see him back in his natural element, which is a champion on top in a singles form defending his belt. Yeah, I'm right there with you. This was a perfect this was one of those matches he, I think, needed. Um, the fans needed late. it too. Yeah, especially lately. We need to see our boy kick ass. Yeah, and in, in, in a singles match to show that hey, he is whatever was going on was whatever the booking was. It was, but the one-on-one matchups with him being a single champion is where he's most effectively used, I believe, uh, as of late and as a champion. So this one was awesome. Like I, like I said, I, 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 to me, this was man like Teresa's kind of like. Oh, holy shit. He could really, really go and handle his own, like took it to another level. And uh, this was a really, really good match. I, I had high expectations and I, it delivered for me. Um, I pulled up the time. It was actually 14 minutes and 52 seconds. So, oh, so was, they were I'm giving glad, ample time. Oh, yeah. It was definitely given time. And I'm glad too. It's kind of like, to me, I think that was like the perfect timing for that matchup because it kind of left something, as I think you're probably going to say, of a possible rematch coming yes. down the line here soon. 
So one thing I've never said before, and I've said a lot on this show, I think a good quality championship match should minimum go 15 minutes. I'm I'm only saying that that is that's the one thing you're fighting over the hardest. Boy, you better fight tooth and nail. And if it's gonna take 23 minutes to kill me, then you're gonna need all 23 minutes. You know what I'm saying? Like the struggle is half the fun in a heavy or in a heavyweight and in a championship match. And it's nice to see Jordan back out here, you know, struggling to defend that belt and just killing it. Yeah, and you need like to be given the match time to tell the story of that struggle to get the yes. fans invested and everything like that. So I I agree with you. I think 15 minutes is a perfect uh for like that kind of title like it's not the upper title it's like kind of like mid card whatever right now i think that's perfect like a 15 minute uh is perfect amount of time to tell a great story for a championship defense so one of the big things that came out of this that i think made us all sleep a little better jordan grabbed a microphone and he challenged derice to a tag team match with the east west express I fucking popped. I popped hard. Do it. Let's do I, it. I, I pulled the Steve Carell, like the meme in the office where he's like, just sits back in his chair. He's like, thank you. Like, that's what I've been asking for, <laughs> for a while. Like, I agree, Jordan. And like, he challenged him to, I think, another match one-on-one in the States. Um, definitely tag match with him and um, East West Express would be awesome. I, I, I think, isn't this where he challenged Lycos 1 and Lycos 2 too? I know he did it online, but I know he got on the mic and challenged. Uh, mm. I thought he challenged maybe a couple different teams too, but I, I'm glad. Um, someone made a comment too online of seeing, glad to see Jordan getting some promo time. And yes, if he's not going to get the in-ring time to defend the championship or to do it, I think give him the mic time to kind of do it. And now, like I said, I'm looking forward to seeing a rematch of these two in the States for the title. And I think it would be another great uh, matchup that leads us to match number three and i was interested to see where the hell this one was gonna go yeah bad boy joey janela goes against the big blue monster blue (laughs) cane uh seeing blue cane was interesting and i'm glad we kind of get a payoff to a fun little social media back and forth has been going on between the two so i was i was just glad to see a payoff happen and seeing what kind of bullshit and craziness joey Janela will pull out and i think the big highlight for me in this match was the fake snow at the beginning <laughs> like the fake i snow love spot. that that was the best part for me it's like hey instead of him bringing his hands down and popping up and causing fire to pop up i'm gonna go the blue cane style and we're gonna have make it snow I, I loved it. It it was fun. It was a comedy spot. The crowd was, I think, did a very good job playing into it, and the uh, announcer did a great job of overselling it as well. I loved it. You know, details matter. No one else made it snow that night, and I think it was a really cool touch. Uh, blue Kane came out to the blue song, "I'm Blue" da-da, from the '90s. If you're over the age of me, you, you know about it. Uh, Joey was selling that he was freezing cold. I thought that was funny. He really leaned into Blue Kane's gimmick. Um, some fun throwback spots. Blue Kane was really using Kane's moves. Uh, there was a spot where Kane was sitting up, and then Joey sat up right beside him and laughed at him like the Undertaker did. You know those inside jokes? Yeah, we had one of those. This was um, I. I don't think there was a better opponent because like we say how Joey brings out the best 
this was um this was a great way for us to see almost everything that blue cane had uh to offer for us fans yeah, I was about to say, I think that was everything Blue Cage probably has to <laughs> offer for GCW until uh, Joey decides to bring back his uh, clusterfuck of a rumble, maybe at next year's collective. Um, I, I, I enjoyed the stupidity of this match because it was just fun. Like, And I say yeah. that in a good way. I, I don't say stupid in a bad way. I mean, like, I loved like the cool, like, little call, like, as you said, the cool callback of Kane sitting up, The Undertaker sitting up, the chair shot not putting him down joey playing into the cold stuff even after yeah. the match was over when joey celebrated and kane sat back up and joey just booked it out of the arena scared of shit like i i i could do the comedy spot like this was i think these shows hit the extreme violence the comedy the great in-ring the nostalgia the great showcase of gcw talent i i loved it this even though it wasn't a five-star classic I gave it five stars because it fit perfectly into what everything was happening that weekend. And it had its own case. And Joey Janela's overselling uh, was awesome as well. Our next matchup was a triple threat match as Gringo Loco goes against Ares and Latigo. Fun introductory, not maybe not introductory, but fun Lucha style match in England, giving them the GCW Lucha style. That only GCW provides. I, I like how they gave the GCW version of Lucha. And Gringo is the best at doing it. And Arez, this was the one where I think Arez really stepped up here. No, you're right. Um, Right after Arez and Latigo were on a team, now they have to fight each other the next night. All, uh, all three were debuting in Liverpool this trip. And there were constant Lucha, fan, uh, Lucha um, chants from the crowd. The fans were just electric. Gringo got them Nickelodeon colors on. I don't know if you noticed that. I actually <laughs> noticed the aliens. The aliens, that was something yes. I never noticed. Because I know he's worn that outfit before, but I never know. I didn't notice aliens until this time. And I kind of liked it with the whole kind of like the alien stuff that was kind of going around. Like the, the mm -hmm. Mexican, the Mexican, uh, the was it? The, Mexican the little alien? Finding, yeah, I find that little. I thought that was a pretty funny timing by Gringo. Dude, I saw that alien in that little thing. I'm like, that can't be real. Like, no. of all the ones, that can't be real. Like, no. <laughs> no. Didn't someone, like, make it like, oh, is this is this real or is this cake? <laughs> yeah, someone made a cake. They're like, it's just I liked cake. It. Oh, my gosh. Um, Yeah, we won't get too far into that. But that carbon dating portion is interesting because carbon dating means that thing. If that's a trick, it's, like, hundreds of years old. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe he just took some goat skin and wrapped it around some shit. You never know. This might be um, the podcast I will save and talk to uh, Stephen A about. What's that? The the aliens. He like he likes oh, the, the, like the conspiracy theory. Like maybe not conspiracy theory. He's like talking about those kind of stuff. So I thought that I think that'd be a kind of fun one to talk to him about. I had a I had a good conversation with Stephen A. Since you really mentioned it there, I was online and I was like, damn man, I'm on. Uh, patreon a lot and i'm like oh i really do wish i could help out more and i was being a complainer you know what i mean i'm like man i wish i could do more because we bust ass over here and that's the one thing that i do have maybe abundantly is you know the i feel really confident in our work so i'm like oh man this really sucks like i'm watching some guy you know sit on a couch and explain stuff and you know after it gets explained to me a little bit and after i i kind of understand it more it's just it's really interesting that um, 
I don't know what to say. I don't, I, I honestly, I don't know what to say. We had a very good conversation and I'm happy we're doing what we're doing. And everybody over there is happy we're doing what we're doing. And um, it was just a really nice talk with him. And um, I wanted to say a really, really nice guy. A oh, really yeah, nice he, guy. He definitely does way more to help Brett and us fans on the GCW Patreon side than he definitely needs to. He, I, I don't even think he really watches the product anymore. I think he's really just there to help Brett out because yeah. Brett trusts him and he kind of knows what to do. And he knows of the product. He knows kind of – he's got his connections with – to the deathmatch world and he he does know like the the history of like the deathmatch stuff i think the, the current product he kind of toned out because he doesn't he doesn't the wrestling yeah. nowadays doesn't like him and that's fine so uh, i'm i'm very appreciative of everything he did but i think we what we did was just kind of say like yeah we didn't like well we we kind of don't like our money that we're paying for is like some of these podcasts and stuff and yeah, that's that the was... podcast we're getting and we're sitting here putting up the numbers that we put up and knowing that we could kind of help out and stuff like that. And we, we've always thought to that the offer's still there. We'd love to help out. And it was nothing oh, no, it's, crazy. It was just giving our own, our opinion of their new podcast that I, I don't really, I gave it five minutes and yeah. I kind of turned it off. I, I, I couldn't get into it. I, I ended up listening to it. Um, and I do stand by my words that I really do think in a specific setting, that would be an awesome show. Yes, and, absolutely. And, and I've also gotten a chance to listen to a little more. I ended up seeing that one uh, clip that was put on Patreon a, a little bit early. And if they were allowed to show the video that they were watching along with them talking, gosh, it would be gold. I told him um, because they were looking at maybe doing the first hour of Dynamite. I told him that would be awesome because any listener could start up Dynamite at the same time and there would be a talk along kind of thing which I think is really cool. But yeah, um, I had a chance to talk to Steven and I'll say it again. He was very nice. He let me know the situation with, you know, what they're working on, how they're working on, who's working on it, you know, where, or if we fit in whatsoever, because I'm like, Hey man, you know, we have no problem putting out some stuff out there to help out. And, you know, he knew that I've let Brett know that a hundred times, but, um, yeah, we're in a good position and um, everybody's actually happy where they're at. This is the best position for us out here doing stuff in the public. And these are things that until I talk to someone, I don't know. And that's the naive part. So I'm saying, oh, I'm frustrated, blah, blah, blah. And then here comes Stephen A to nicely explain, hey, here's what's going on. Here's how it is. And um, he has he he explained himself well and um, it made a lot of sense. So I was happy I got a chance to talk to him finally. And um, very nice guy again. I'm so sorry I'm repeating myself, but it's like, no, I, I had a good you. interaction and it was really nice. And he could have been pissy or mean because, hey, you don't like the podcast. Blah, blah, blah. He's like, look, here's how it is. Here's what's going on. We're trying something new. And I can't crap on that. No, uh, I'm, we, I, we tried something new. And yeah, here we are. I like the effort of trying to get us our what we're paying for. Um, he's trying he's trying to get us more content because that's something, what we're paying yes. for on the Patreon. And I absolutely appreciate that. Like I said, I've had interactions with him too, uh, most on Twitter uh, as well and on the Patreon on their yes. on the DMs. But he's always been professional, awesome, like very helpful. Like, hey, I don't have this answer, but go. I found this place where you can go find the answer. So I definitely yes. appreciate everything he's done. And I do look forward to seeing what pops up on the Patreon. Just uh, hearing somebody learn on the GCW Patreon that I'm paying for is not 
kind of what I was too happy about. But as you, like, like you said, it was a very civilized and good conversation. It wasn't oh, like one of those Twitter ones cool where stuff. you suck. You yeah, no, never like GCW would not like no. the podcast. No, never. Every no, single person I've ever dealt with has always been respectful and kind. I mean, every single person. Yep. Uh, he's just an echo of the same thing, man. A nice, kind, explained everything to me. I even, I was like, dude, I'm so sorry. I'm even thinking about it right now. I'm like, this is my frustration. And I was using your podcast as an example. And I said, that's not right. You've had one episode, maybe two. It's not fair to just go out there and say stuff. That's like a that. good so, point too. Yeah. So, so I told him, I said, yeah, I, I, I don't think it's right to use an example. And knowing me, that's not my best foot forward. So I told him, I'm going to go ahead and take that down and whatnot. But yeah, so that was why I was laughing in the beginning about an interesting time. Um, I, I got educated and learned a lot and changed my mind and, and was apologetic. Say, hey, man, sorry for being rough on you, you know. And, and uh, the more you know is the way to put it here. He really did help me out to understand a lot more of what they've got going on over there. And um, they are working very hard. So I wanted to say that. Um, we'll go back to the match here. Yeah, our winner was Gringo Loco. Arez still putting that mask on the pole for hard cam visibility. Again, I don't know if I mentioned it and he does it or if he did it and I mentioned it, but I love that he does it. And if he sold those things, what a great way to have your merch on the hard cam. Yeah, I think. Yeah, go I ahead. I think you were the one who just uh just like the point. You were the one who pointed it out to me that they that like that's kind of what the luchadors do with their masks. They do that. And like like I said, I never noticed it, but now every time our res comes out, Vikingo comes out, anybody with a mask that they take off, I'm like, are they going to put it on hard cam? Like, so that was a cool mm -hmm. little tidbit of detail that you pointed out to me that I uh, definitely look look forward to now. So the other thing I will mention because I have some Scottish in me, someone in the sign had bring gcw to scotland <sighs> dude book it lauderdale why not let's get another country in there you know there's fans up there you know uh, there's fans up there i would like to take a break from the traveling of the world in 2024 oh, really? I, in yeah. my personal opinion like it's good for them they're spreading their brand they're showing you're their exhausted? Rangers. <laughs> you're exhausted well, <laughs> i'm it's the plane ride isn't it I'm fucking with you. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> what you're saying I, it's is the plane ride of the wrestlers is kind of like when they yeah. come back, like I'm kind of a little scared of when we go to LA, it's the jet lag that some of these wrestlers are going to have. Understood. They're fucking pulling up a crazy schedule and don't get me wrong. I love how they go to Japan. Make that once a year, go to TNT once a year, go back up to Canada and do some cool shit with PCP Manny. Um, uh, <laughs> a, a company, IWS, that that IWS, right? Like, yeah, I man, they're cool. Like, I'm cool doing like one-offs, but like the most, like this year just seemed like it's, they're going everywhere. And that's cool. That's, I love it. I, we get to see new talent. I, I, I tweeted this out and I think I said it last month. I want to see 2024 be a year GCW goes back to its roots, focuses on getting the American, uh, the USA fans go to new cities that you haven't been to here. While hitting mm -hmm. the normal ones that are big ones, go to Pops once a year. Go to Center Stage once a year. Go to Seattle for your first time ever. That's awesome. Like that is, I'm really excited for the Seattle shows and what they could yeah. possibly be do with Defy. But I just think like when going to Japan, Germany, and all like it's just kind of the same thing I was saying earlier. Dimension returns where it's cool, but then the more you do it, it takes the coolness away and it takes like kind of the vibe. And the feeling right away for me, like seeing kind of like saying seeing the same matchups over and over, like 
that's kind of when I when they announced those Masisos versus Violence is Forever. I kind of did the emoji of my hand on my head. It's like this is their <laughs> third match. Like we couldn't find a new opponent for Violence is Forever. Like that was my thing. Like I just like to see new new kind of uh, new locations, but also go back to our roots and go back to like the places that we know is going to draw it in the states and push the people that we have in GCW at the at the moment. I think this 2023 was cool getting new talents showcasing all the stuff that they could do in the new places but i would like to see 2024 focus on gcw in the states so you're saying bring it home yes bring it basically just bring it home re-educate the fans on why we all fell in love to begin with reinforce that and then start to jump out and maybe do a couple more things is what you're saying right absolutely better better wording than i did yeah no that's fair that's fair i I you just want more of what you fell in love with yeah i get that but i do love them going to japan love seeing them go to tt tnt germany i'm interested to see what that's going to turn out to like australia that one wasn't a hit for me but like that's what i just would like to kind of as you said focus bring it all home get us back to what we all kind of fell in love with get the new fans to see what we fell in love with and get them on there is my is my kind of hope for 2024 but i love it's so cool seeing them go all over the world like that's you can't. That's incredible that a independent wrestling company is able to do that as often as GCW is. Do you know how many match or how many uh, shows TNT's ran this year? Take a guess, just just for fun. Give me a number. What do you think? How many shows do you think TNT has ran this year as of September? Uh, just for fun, just for any 20. number. Five. They've ran five shows all year. Three of those shows out of five were GCW shows. One was Effie's Big Gay Brunch, and the other two were the TNT we just had and the TNT before. No kidding. Go to uh, cagematch.net. Yeah, yeah. I'm right here. TNT. I'm, ri- I'm right there. Okay, cool. Yeah, wow, you see that? That's shocking. Yes. So I don't know if they're injecting life into TNT or maybe if this is GCW UK. No. Last year, you know what I mean, right? Only four shows. Yeah. Oh no! I, I always G- count that's COVID. That's all GCW. I always they don't do yes. Shows. Yeah, they yeah. don't do shows. They do. TNT so is, this is a company. GCW UK. Uh, I'm down for it. They, that's a great representation of it, and it's a different. It's a different version of GCW. That it's a very enjoyable version of GCW. I wouldn't mind yeah. it. I didn't know that's crazy to see because I remember like on whatever I think it's Plex like. They throw like TNT wrestling on there. They throw yeah. IWS TV. Like I've seen all these companies that we see GCW go to. I see them on like this, like I think it's Plex, the random station on somewhere. They have like a pro wrestling network and I get to see all these new companies. And now because I know TNT, like it pops up and I'm like, oh, I stopped. Let me watch it and kind of right? see like what faces I see, what's kind of going on there now since we left. Like I remember specifically seeing multiple times TNT on there. So that's weird. It must have been like maybe the same shows. I don't know, man. I just, I found it interesting that when I went on there, that that's what it was. Yeah. Now it's kind <laughs> of funny crazy. that we went and saw the situation with freedoms. They don't run a whole lot of shows either. Also their attendance was low. If I remember DDT, I don't know how many they run that, that would be worth looking up at some point, but um, maybe <laughs> this is just world domination. See, I found myself watching another DDT show last night. <laughs> like DDT really? got me. Yeah, I was watching uh, just one of the most recent ones with Chris Books and Mal. Like I don't know. I've been loving the DDT. Like they're about to come out with 
Um, I think one this weekend, it's the Suzuki. They're on the bullet train. Did you see that? Yeah, I saw yeah, that. Like yeah. that, that show's coming out uh, this weekend. And like, I actually have it pinned on my calendar. Like, hey, notif- send me a notification when it goes live because I've been enjoying what DDT's been uh, putting out there. So I'm looking here. It looks like TNT was putting on a monthly show up until COVID. So it looks like 2019, they had a, a match. They had a show every month except for December. And then when January 2020 hit, you can see they had five shows. And then I'm guessing that's where COVID struck because you can see they didn't do another show until June of 2021. I I am curious to see what the situation is there. Maybe their quantity or quality over quantity right now. Maybe it's just a company that does only a couple shows a year. I don't know. And see, now I'm looking it up because like that makes me wonder, like, where does man like to and Leon Slater wrestle when they're out there? Yeah. I thought it was TNT, so that's what um, I, I honestly thought it was more like a weekly show. I didn't progress. Honestly, you know what I mean? Like I'm thinking where he's at progress. Yeah, seeing progress. Yeah. They kind of like they do a bunch of shows out there. Just okay. And yeah. not even barely on there. That's that's insane. Like that's something now I do want to look into. Like, there we go. That's one question I would love to I'm gonna ask now on the 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 mailbag. I haven't had any questions lately. I'm gonna ask them, like, hey, like, can you guys give us a deal on like why TNT doesn't do shows? Like that's Great bit of information you just uh, laid upon me there. Fun one, huh? Gives yeah, you a different dimension it, on things. Yeah, it's like it actually makes it like it's a head scratcher, to be honest. Yeah, so that's that's another thing. I'm like, I'm looking at storylines, active storylines. I'm like, this has to be at least every two weeks they do a show. Yeah, that's yeah. what I thought too. Like they have a very cohesive like show. Like it made it feel like, oh, we're just gonna weave GCW in here for this weekend, but we're gonna yeah. go right back into our old stuff next week without them. Like that's what it made it feel like. That just shows how incredibly ran. Like they, the production shows one. Yeah, this was I, that's crazy to me. Yeah, the production value alone had us like, oh, hey, whoa, these people know what the hell they're doing, and they obviously do. I just was, I was like, oh shit, I thought they were running more. So. Yeah, I'm still like lost for words. That's crazy. Exactly, because you look at it and you're like, "Damn, they're they're good." So they're very good. Like like I said, I stop and watch them. (laughs) Like if I see complex, like I'm just looking for like sometimes I'll go on there to see like a random company like this or like old school Impact. They got like an old Impact channel, or they sometimes do Ring of Honor and like TNT pops up there. IWS pops up there, and it's so cool. Like to watch their shows without any GCW talent and see yeah. the difference of what GCW provides, but then also seeing them like this company, TNT excelled like that show I watched without any GCW talent was super fucking fun. Like Leon yeah, and yeah. man, like Darius were like the stars of their show. And it was cool to see them being shown in that light on that show. I watched and Huh? That's interesting. All right. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> let's go back to here. Here we go. Uh, we said the winner gringo. Yeah. It was a fun match. I just like, the lucha being showcased out there in england our fifth matchup was a gcw ultraviolet title match as rena yamashita defended the title against session moth martina and now going into this match i i know session moth i've seen her quite a bit on ring of honor and and the last time we were in tnt but I don't remember like any death match from her. So no, seeing no. her get color and have another death match. Like this made me think like, what is TNT producing over there? Like they got a couple of women that could come over here to do some of these death. Yeah. Like, I don't know about a tournament, but at least like a one-off to kind of see how they would do against some of these other talent. And yeah, session being one of them was shocking to me. And once again, another great death match by 
the women from TNT against Rena, and I think that also goes to show Rena how valuable she is to uh, GCW and what she brings to the company. So the last time I talked about Session Moth Martina, I was a little hard on her. We had first seen her up against Allie. Now, maybe it was just the dancing partner situation, but in this match, she really did re redeem herself. She was a lot of fun. Um, I also liked her sing-along in the beginning. I'm starting now to get who and what she is, and I'd realized I need to judge her for entertainment value, and the wrestling then would be after that, because even now I still remember the sing-along. You know, it's like Tony Deppin. It's, it, part of it's the sing-along, you know? Um, Martina brought flowers for Rena, so she didn't get hurt. That was a little bit of acting there. There was more drama than a usual death match, which I felt was somewhat refreshing. Mark, go ahead. I see you no, shaking your I, head. I, I agree. That, that, yeah. like, your, your notes so far, like exactly like the perfect words of it was a different style death match. It had more comedy than normal, but it, like you said, it was kind of cool and fun to see. And Session pulled it off perfectly, I think. Oh, yeah. Uh, Martina also bleeds well. I noticed she also hit an extra gear towards the end of the match. And um, we've talked about that. There are only so many wrestlers that they have that extra gear that they turn, like Daniel Bryan, they have that extra gear that turns on right towards the end. And it's a little more than you thought they'd have. She has that. I think it was really well done by both women. I would watch it again. Rina Yamashita won. I don't give a damn. I don't feel like anybody lost in this match. It was just well done. And I... I don't have stronger words for a woman's death match in the last, I don't know how long. I'm not even saying women's just like, she did a damn good job. And um, it's the first time in a while. I didn't care who won. Yeah, I, I agree. I felt like the same way. The first match I, 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 with Emerson, I, I didn't expect it. I don't feel like, yeah, you lost on paper, but Holy shit, you went up in my book. I think your value went up. Like, you, yeah. you, her in session showed me something like I literally after this match like what is GC like or not what is TNT producing out there like the women are fucking excellent at the death matches like we're seeing that the growth of all these talent that we've seen from last year like I was like at that point I'm like they are doing something I was like at this point too I was I'm this TNT is a product is a show that I want to check out more because they are delivering and they're excelling and improving and it's just was awesome to see. And yeah, I, I, I think this goes, goes more to Rena. Like Rena doesn't have a bad match against anybody in any situation. Like she's able to have a good death match against death match. People that we didn't even really know did death match. She's able to have a great match against speedball without any fuckery. She does good in these tag teams when it is fuckery with her and Casey or her and Masha, like she has match of the nights. Rena is, I, I, I think Rena needs to be also up there in the title picture. I know we've said it. I know she is the ultra violent title holder, I think that it might be perfect for her at the moment too, but if she ever does lose it, I think she fit would fit right into the world title scene immediately with the run that she's been on now. But I think she's elevating the ultraviolet title a little bit out here in the States. If she defended more out here in the States, I think this ultraviolet title might've been our main title compared to the world title going into our death match or around GCW. With Rena right now, um, I, I'm hoping that there is a little drama or at least some appreciation around her when she loses for what she's done. Um, 
I feel like she's just as thankful for what GCW has done for her as we are for having her around. What I would do, like if she ever lost, I would have a B at AC and like give her that moment in the ring. Like let the yes, AC please. crowd like show her like, hey, we appreciate you. Cause I know like how you said, I think she absolutely would like, she would probably break down and just full yep. of emotions in that ring and show us how much she really feels but that's how i felt with drew parker too like her and rena or drew parker and rena that's why i love them being in gcw i think they appreciate what gcw has done for them but i think they've also done a lot for gcw in the short amount yeah. of time that they did like their short amount of time together just in the company and just right now rena on her own i think she is elevating the ultra the the death match scene in gcw whenever she's here but I would just like to see it a little bit more often out here in the States, but whenever she is out here, she's delivering and it's been awesome to see. And I, I think she has done a great job with this ultraviolet title mat or title. Uh, belt. That will lead us into our sixth matchup of the evening as team Thrusty, Ali catch dark. Sheik, and Effie go against team Mayfair's. Oh, I thought we got rid of that little Tate after the first <laughs> show. Like not seeing him on the first show, I was like kind of shocked. I'm like, wait, where's that guy Tate at? I kind of, li- I did like him actually as a heel character, but like it was kind of nice not having him on there to uh, annoy me on the screen. But it is Team Mayfair's as James Ellis Mulligan and Tate Mayfair's uh, represent Team TNT. I thought this was a fun and entertaining match again. Like Dark Sheik was a uh, nice seeing. Uh, Sheik over there in the UK representing Team GCW and pretty cool seeing uh, seeing her with uh, teaming up with Bussy again. So the match starts out fun. Thrussy have a unique suck it pose that I've never seen before. <laughs> uh, the wrestling was decent in this one. The feed cut for a moment. I don't know what happened there, but I've watched for a while. Speculation. I think someone in the crowd may have been an asshole and Maybe they said something that's an instant no-no. The feed came back quickly. I even tried to reverse and watch it, and then it cut again. So I'm thinking maybe someone was being disruptive because when the feed came back, the wrestlers were all looking in one direction, and the fans were kind of looking over there. So I don't know. I, I'm Like I said, speculation. Something had to have went down. I haven't heard of anything online from any of the UK fans, though. So I, I must have missed that part. I must have stepped away and I was live. Seen that. It was live. It cut. You know how one time um, I forget who it was ran his mouth and the feed cut for a minute and then George South. Okay. No, 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 no. I've can't the guy from ECW, the old ECW guy. This he had the spot. He was out there on the mic and ran his mouth. Oh, um, okay. Uh, Chris Hamrick. Yeah, that's yeah. I was was cut I'm from the recording. Hamrick. But it went over live to a degree, and I think there was a portion that cut. This happened there, and again, it's it's a non-issue because if it was something, we would have probably heard a lot more about it. But just to make it interesting, yeah, I'm going to speculate that I think somebody may have been a dick. And sometimes it happens, and it's not surprising. And I don't even know who it was at or what was said. But, you know, it is what it is. Our winner here was Thrussy. The fans really liked Sheik, and she put on one hell of a performance. And if there was a match for her to get her flowers, let's say, this one did it. The fans gave it to her. Yeah, and I think this was a good setup for her uh, going into the next night as she uh, 
uh, not main event, but did wrestle the next night. Um, I thought that was cool uh, seeing her get, as you said, get her flowers and get over. The 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 crowd, the TNT crowd, I can't say enough. Like, I think they're just awesome. Like They do yes. amazing chants. They are hyped the entire show. There's like no downtime from them. They they try to prop up everybody, but then also when it's like Tate Mayfair's, they just absolutely rip him apart. And some of the chants they do are fucking hysterical uh, <laughs> towards him. But I'm pretty sure they were doing like the Waker chat and stuff like that towards towards Tate's. But uh, it was a uh, it was a good show, good match. Oh my gosh, I was hearing something. I'm like, is that your cat? Yeah. yeah. Cat, oh uh... no. The cat's uh, not having a fun time right now. Does not sound like it. Oh no, is it in heat? <laughs> I have to ask because this is this is all part of the talk right now. Um, well, you know, you have to hear my Lucy. So every now and then, I hear I hear your animals over there. So. Uh, I think uh, he's uh, crying for the catnip. Oh, oh, you got him hooked on that nip, huh? Uh, we got we got to get him hooked on that nip. Help out his arthritis over here. Oh, that's terrible. Is that I what's think that's on? what I think that's what he's whining about. Yeah. Oh no, that's terrible. <sighs> got to give him a gummy. Right. <laughs> yeah right <laughs> just mix it in the food <laughs> okay no um i will tell you i know it's kind of um i had a i had a uh, yorkie that lasted almost 15 years and there was a point where i know everybody wants to hear this there was a point where we'd actually given her a little bit of cbd and it improved her um it improved her life for about an extra six months like she should have passed and it it did help her uh, it improved her vision. She was walking a little more. Her hunger went up. So I would recommend that if someone does have, <clears throat> excuse me, an animal that they do love, if you have a way to get a little bit of um, CBD, it doesn't hurt to try it. Not the kind that gets you all high, like the non-psychoactive. Um, if you do any type of sports, you'll know that CBD does help a lot with muscle soreness. So um a lot of cancer patients sometimes get it if they can afford it so um i was a cancer patient i had it for a while like i said i, I used it for my dog to help her out a little bit it helped me that's all i can say i'm not some like i'm not paid by big weed to come out and say something but uh, i'm on. just saying we all love our pets that actually helped me keep my pet around another six months so i just recommend it for those who really do care I am not a doctor. This is just what helped me. So yeah, I think that's what he's whining about. He's like, give me some to get my mind off of this pain. <laughs> well, good. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he's just maybe not feeling great. That's that's you know that stinks. Yeah, he'll be out there. All right. Our next matchup was a GCW specific match as Masha Slamovich went against Tony Deppin. Fun. This was a fun match. Uh, I think this was a good match to showcase uh, Masha again and Tony Depp. <laughs> Tony Depp is just. I'm glad. I'm glad he's back. It felt like he's him being back feels more normal. The GCW feels more of as I loved it. Him being an asshole. I was glad that he made this UK trip too. And uh, this was a fun matchup. And once again, perfectly placed regular classic uh, matchup going into. Uh, the main event's coming up here soon. Okay, from here onward, just watch the show. That's if if you're a fan and you didn't have a chance to see it, just start right about here and watch from here on out. Um, like I said before, I'm a new Masha fan. Deppen was a straight killer in the ring on this one, and it really was the match I wanted to see because you have an excellent wrestler up against 
an excellent wrestler. So I wanted to see what they had. Macho was thrown down, but um, both sold getting their asses kicked really well. It was a well-done technical match. Our winner here was Masha Slamovich. Um, this was a spotlight after such a high PWI ranking. Deppin made sure that her dancing partner was going to be a solid one. And I also felt this was a great match for Deppin's confidence. And it's very obvious that he's back. Yeah, that was well said. I think that was that's that's where Tony excels is making getting the heat, but also making their opponent look really, really good. And I think this was, as you said, and I, that's why I said beginning. I think this was a spotlight matchup for Masha. I didn't even think about the PWI thing, but that's perfect too. Shows show the crowd why she was. I think she was what number thirteen or fourteen. She was in the teens. Seventeen. Like, Seventeen. Okay, yeah, she she was in the teens. So um, that was that was cool. I, I enjoy this match and Tony Depp and being back at. You see, he's happy to be back, too, and uh, I'm happy to have him back. Next matchup was for the GCW World title as Blake Christian defended it against Leon Slater. This was perfect. I loved this match. I loved all the bullshit that happened throughout this match. I loved Blake being the complete dickhead heel, just trying to cheat on every little thing throughout this match. And Leon, I thought was, this was such a cool, like he's almost there moment, but not quite there. This was like, I felt like right. Leon, I felt like Jeff Hardy versus Undertaker in that ladder match. Like this was the one like, oh, he's so close. Just, like, just take it to the next level. But the crowd, I think, pushed Leon to the next level. And I think Leon could be a main event player too, with just like man like Therese. Uh, they both provide something unique and different, but I think they do, uh, excel in the GCW kind of style matches. And this was one perfect one for Leon's later. Leon's wrestling maturity right now is well beyond his years. He does a great job selling industry uh, injuries, which, um, thank you. He does that Absolutely, in most yes. matches and Love it's also it. old school the way it should be. <clears throat> you can't take a fucking straight shot to your knee and not feel it. So, um, I'm happy to see that in Darice and Leon Slater, um, a nagging industry, a nagging injury is still alive in a match. Absolutely agree and love that point. That because I, I was thinking the same thing with Leon versus Jack. I loved how Leon kind of like faked the injury of going up top to uh land the move on Jack Cartwheel because of the injury to the leg earlier in the match. And I just said that's like just shows maturity beyond their years. They are amazing. And I'm glad you made that point. That was like the re exact reason why I think Leon Slater has matured is his selling. And you're right with the fans. They were part of the show all night. We had 0121 versus all shart. So thanks to the EC or the ECW, thanks to GCW fans out in England. I now have to update my fucking Microsoft uh, word dictionary to include the word shart. Thank you. Uh, the action happened faster than commentary could call, and they admitted it from the beginning. Our winner was Blake Christian, and I will say this was one of Blake's top championship defenses ever. And um, I won't say anything about Leon. I haven't said already. I'll leave it to you. I, I'm right there kind of with you. I, I thought this was... My personal favorite match was Blake versus Gringo and his title defense. Um, but this would probably be in there too. Uh, the crowd would like, I actually almost a little bit that with the crowd reacting and the commentary, like made it feel like maybe Leon was going to win, but like on some shady bullshit. And then 
yeah immediately win it back to make it feel like nothing happened like that's where i thought this match was kind of kind of go but i i thought this was showcase that leon could carry a main event match and as you said this was this shows why blake is the world gcw world champion i i want to see more of this from blake and then i want to see more from rena the ultra violent like completely separate the two but also push them both and i think this this is a great way to push blake and also earlier pushing rena in these title defenses and blake killed it (laughs) i think he's just getting better and better in the ring to be that dastardly heel to in his timing on when to turn it on to be overly an asshole is perfect and i'm glad to see the growth in blake christian as our heel champion and leon slater as a up-and-coming challenger who's right there i want to see leon i I know you're going to say it but i want to see leon too (laughs) okay so um that was one thing i liked about blake christian being with cardona was that it kind of tampered down a little bit of the heel in blake christian and um it made him less his what he was trying to do was be more annoying it made him less annoying and um he was more a thorn in the side because you had to deal with cardona but there was always this hyper talented blake christian just waiting to fuck you up um but yeah i (laughs) i don't want to repeat myself on leon so i won't um i i your turn <laughs> dude I, great like, title I, defense you know what i mean yeah it was a fantastic title defense i would say it was his top if not his top two or three at all it was much needed and um i think blake christian also needed that yeah i i, I blake but during both matches i put man like Doris in leon slater in another level in my opinion like the next night even that match was even more incredible i think and in, in a different kind of way and that just shows you the versatility that blake's having as a champion and the versatility to kind of have a young up-and-coming challenger but also defend it in a dastardly way in a different way than it was the night before to kind of make the fans even hate him even more than what we already do i just think this was a great weekend for a man like Therese and Leon, but also for Blake uh, cementing his status as the, the GCW world title. I, I was actually just reading the three, re- the three fan reviews on cage match for this show. And they just said, uh, someone said like there's like Christians turning into now this is pushing it. I don't agree with it, but turning into one of the best GCW world champions we've had uh, on this little current run. Now tough to say with Nick Gage uh, and his run that he had, but, I think Blake is kind of finding his own footing here, and it's been fun to see. That will lead us into our main events of GCW in Liverpool, as it was the tag team death match of Los Macisos going against Big Joe and Clint Margera. Violence. <laughs> like I, they, TNT does the death matches. I, I really enjoy the timing and just in that short amount of time, all the fuckery we get, it's perfect. It has a perfect feel to it where you're getting, it just feels like you're getting overloaded in a short amount of time. So I enjoy yeah. this main event and yeah. So, so much fucking glass in this match. So if I had to pick three people to come over, we've already talked extensively about Leon and Doris. my third, but probably not the least important is big fucking Joe. You know, I'm a big fan of him from the minute we've started podcasting. 
I think it's because I see what he's capable of. First of all, he's a big motherfucker, period. That's imposing, and that could be used in a hundred different directions. Then he's not afraid to get bloody, exceptionally bloody. I've seen him in many companies. He does what the hell it takes. This match, he got fucked up on his arm. You could literally see him leaking. I mean, it was leaking blood, and he's just doing his thing. The wrestling match just continues. Um, I've seen him cut a couple times a lot deeper than most performers would want to be cut, and he handles it like a champ. Yeah, the cut that he had on this one, I was scared. Like, I'm surprised he kind of kept on going in the match. And like, yeah, you can even tell his teammates kind of look at him like, dude, well, like, get out of here. Like, get go do what you need to do. And he's just like, minimum, and they're taking all the bumps and doing all the bumps. Well, minimum, wrap it up. Oh, yeah. I thought I thought he was just going to be like, okay, give me a rag or some freaking duct tape and it's on. Um, Quality death match main event, though, that has been the regular lately. I am very thankful that GCW recently has been putting more death matches in a brighter spotlight. So I will appreciate that. We also had Super Ciclope. Ciclope's out there in a, uh, he's out there with a, yeah, he's out there in a cape. What else can you really put about it? <laughs> Clint was also out there working hard. I don't want to leave him out because I really do like Mr. Marchera a lot. Our winner here, though, was Los Macisos. And the last thing I will say about it, it was bloody very bloody yeah this definitely uh fed my ultra violence uh thirst for this card and yeah not much you can say great as you say quality death match main event um still would like to see blake be in the main event there especially against one of tnt's best because it is for the world championship but i kind of maybe understand with all that glass being in there left afterwards he probably doesn't want to be rolling around in it and this is one way to send the fans home happy with a bloody uh war that these two uh or that these four competed in so i don't hate it and i i could enjoy like i said i enjoy like just the tnt even though this one's like was 13 minutes double the time as what they odd last time just it just feels like their death matches like they're just non-stop there's not like gcw yeah. you know like there's kind of a lull in the middle but it's just tell the story show the violence show the wreckage show the craziness and then it also leads to crazy bumps the tnt is just non-stop just bang 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 two in bang two minutes out in two more people just non-stop yep. action it's been fun to watch and I, I just said i think they've been doing a great job and it was a great way to uh end off that night for the fans and in, in person i believe and and as I, I was reading the cage match comments they said that was a great show or great main event to send us some happy so uh that got a pretty high rating too like this whole weekend this one was got two nines and an yep. eight so I'm glad to see the other fans enjoyed it as much as I did and we did because I loved this whole weekend. I literally had a smile watching all three shows. Blake towards the top of the card. He has a good, you know, opponent. We have a death match at the end. Hard to argue. Yeah, I, and it it was good. And I I loved how, it, as I said, the stories, we haven't really mentioned too much, but there was kind of commentary I thought did a good job of giving us foreshadowing and forecasting. Yeah, they were good. Coming up. Yeah, I, I, I them. enjoyed them. See, yeah. you said the same thing there. Yep. <laughs> I don't know their names. I, I I guess we could probably look it up. But I enjoyed uh, DJ King. Oh, wait. Why does it say Jimmy Lloyd on there? Jimmy Lloyd must have done one match of uh, somewhere of commentary. But yeah, I see DJ King. And yeah, Jimmy commentary Lloyd. was great. Yeah. There was a point where Blake was like, suck it. I think it's in the next match. And he's like, Blake is showing his genitals to the crowd. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that is great. Yeah, I got That's a great. DJ King and Mark Adams here for TNT versus GCW. They... 
yeah, commentary was awesome. Did we know we always want to shout them out and definitely want to shout them out for this one? Um, yeah, that ends night two of GCW's uh Liverpool uh run. Yeah, right. And I think that leads us into our third and last show. As it was, or what was the last show? Oh, TNT versus GCW. <laughs> I'm copy and pasting. Sorry there. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck is yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So that leads us into the third night. And I kind of like these TNT versus or the GCW versus the promotions. I like how they ended off there. Um, and this one definitely did not disappoint. So I'll let you go with your pre-show remarks for night three. Sure. I'm going to miss the toilet sign and the wanker insults. <laughs> I, um, I'm happy to know that I can always go back and watch the shows later just to give me some comfort. But yeah, I was able to live watch one more show with the toilet sign. So thank you so much for that. There's my pre-show remarks. (laughs) (laughs) It is All right. (laughs) Our first matchup is a four-way match as it is Tony Deppin, Scotty Rock, Robbie X, and Gringo Loco. Once again, great four-way match to start off the show. Not a scramble, but a very high-paced match and a lot of cool spots uh, throughout this matchup. So again, just like the toilet sign, it was the last time I was going to see Robbie X and Scotty for a while. I was sold on both of them immediately. Fans love Gringo. He's welcome there anytime, and it's obvious. Deppin is not. They don't like him. Our Our winner here, Gringo Loco. Yeah, good opener. Not kind of short. Too, yeah, nothing too crazy, but I it was enough to get the fans uh, excited to head off in the night and uh nice little uh victory for Gringo Loco. That's two for the weekend, or was it three? Two or three, I forgot. I don't know. It's a good high energy. At least opener. two, yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Um seeing Gringo out there always uh, makes me happy. But Tony Deppin back in back in the ring is a very pleasant sight to see, even though he's still an asshole. Our <laughs> second quote unquote match <laughs> yeah right. our second uh angle of the night ends up being the champion alexis falcon coming out and kind of just talking trash saying the tnt locker room has no one for her and lizzie evo comes out and an impromptu match happens and right away boom that's it <laughs> four seconds yes, four seconds the bob backland kevin nash style you know that that's really interesting because she came out, and if I heard her right, she's had that title over 600 days. Uh-huh. And that's how she lost it? That's what I'm talking about. If you have a chance, double-check me there, but I'm pretty sure she held that title. I think, now again, she's a heel. She might have only had it for 40 and said 600 or 400, but she's had it over a year. Is 661 what days. Jeez, and they, they killed it with a four-second roll-up. I don't know, man. <laughs> There's something we don't know there. You know what I mean? Like nobody wants to have a title change with a rain like that with a roll up. I mean, shit. If Hogan had a roll like that, or if, you know, Flair had a roll like that, like hell are they going to give over that belt for four seconds on a, on a two year championship reign? Yeah. That that's kind of another shocking stat you did. Right. I've been pulling out some good ones tonight. Yeah. That, yeah. Lizzie Evo though. She pulled it out. She's a new champion. That that's all that was to say. Like that's literally right, what right. happened. There was nothing. The intro awesome. was longer. The intro is longer <laughs> than the match. Uh 
I kind of like the like. I actually thought last night watching Dynamite. I don't know if you watched it real fast, but like the Tony Storm versus uh uh Soraya. I thought th- at the beginning, I thought they were going to do the finger poker doom. I was like, these motherfuckers no. are that shit up. Like I thought that's where that match was heading. All right, our four way or four no third match of the evening was a four way tornado tag <laughs> match as Lycos Jim Kid Lycos number one and number two. Go against, I know we were, <laughs> we will talk about this one. The Please. new East West Express, Jordan Oliver and Starboy Charlie. Going against Los Macisos and going against Los Vipers, our resident Tigo again. Let's just start off with new East West Express. Let's just start there before we get into the match. Okay, so I called you. No, I didn't call you. I messaged you immediately live. I'm like, bro, are you watching? And, uh, uh, and no. I, had to, I had to sit <laughs> on that information. Your favorite wrestler. I had to sit on the information that his tag team has now changed. I think it's, 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 it's temporary. Absolutely. It's temporary. temporary. I'm the same way. I la- like, I was like, Oh shit. At first, but then I saw Jordan's little laugh and kind of smile. So it makes me, and with Jordan's promo the night before, kind of really mentioning jo- Nick Wayne and the East yeah. West Express. That also kind of made me excited too, being able to like, maybe we will get a little bit more Nick than we expected. Yeah. Even though we're not getting as much now, which is absolutely fine, but it sounds like we'll still be able to get him a little bit more often than expected. So that was kind of nice. But yeah, I w- this is not a knock on Starboy. This, is, this fits perfectly. This is, we love, we know GCW loves fucking up these names and doing some stupid names. Like stupid in a funny way. Like the old, young, and retired, senile, old folks instead of young, dumb, yeah. and broke. Or Team Thrunt instead of Team Thrusty or Team <laughs> Thrunt. Yeah. So I could, I hope I'm the same way. Not a knock on Starboy. If it's not, I don't, I actually, now that I'm talking about, don't even like the little the little tease of the new East West Express. I'm like, you got to keep those two the same. Like, it's got to be Nick and Jordan. But I kind of get the funny part of the new East West Express. So that's why I'm not too serious about it. But if it does turn into like a permanent thing, nope, I I will absolutely <laughs> hate it because yep, at this point in Jordan's career, now that he's a singles champion and he's had the tag champion if he's not team of nick wayne i don't want to see him in a tag team going for a belt or being in in any serious long-term tag team with anyone else it needs to be nick only and that's it if no nick is involved not involved in the equation jordan is a singles competitor now he's championship material he's able to carry his own weight without being with the tag team not saying that like he wasn't carrying his own weight with nick but they just clicked so good you had to put him as a tag team that fast yeah do what they did with them I like Starboy. I don't like the team. The teaming of Starboy and Jordan are two different like styles, and it doesn't make sense. But I think for the name of it and for the the ha ha moment, that's what it was for. So gotcha. I'm cool with that. If it was, as you said, temporary. I'm I'm yeah. I'm hoping it's temporary. Um, I I do like Starboy. I'm just not interested. As I'm just not interested in him. I don't mean anything bad by it. Um. Well, I'll, yeah, that's my all wife I'm to say on. Go ahead. <laughs> even my wife was trying to say like when I said like when I, I told her too like hey you want to check this out and she said like she said once again she even said this too no knock on Starboy but oh hell no you can't have an East West Express and not have it be Nick and Jordan like right right that's right. not happening but she even said too like what and once again she goes Starboy is he still like the 
the stoner Grateful Dead gimmick, or has he figured something else out? I was like, I think he's still the stoner Grateful yeah. Dead gimmick, and that's kind of what he's rolling with. I would like to see an upgrade to it. If that's what you're going to do, a little refresher of somehow Starboy. make it, yeah, take a little bit more ownership, show a little bit more of what your character, what you're going for is about. I feel like right now it's been dangling there for too long. I think he needs to kind of let us know what it is about. This is the point I was talking about last year where Starboy now has become a star man and he can't rely on being the underdog and the cute kid. Now that he's developed muscles and he's gotten older, now he has to find his character himself. I don't know if he's found that just yet. I'm hoping he does. Um, very nice guy. Again, I actually had him tell me what his gimmick was because I watch it constantly. I didn't know. And he goes, well, I'm into this and that. And I'm like, okay, well, you should probably put on like a hippie shirt or something and, you know, do the little, do the, you know, just kind of get it all right like it should be. Because otherwise, I hear him come out to the music. I think I still see the socks, but I don't see anything else that really says hippie. You know, maybe like do a Spike Dudley kind of hippie. You know, get the shirt. Get the, He's got the overalls. You might as well get the shirt. We could get him some gimmick glasses over at our office. I mean it can it can happen <laughs> yeah so, uh, so um the only other thing i was going to say because i'm sorry this is such a loaded conversation with you and i um if yeah you don't want it under the east west name and it wouldn't work here i would like to see jordan do something with alec price um i'm a big fan of of uh ratty but I would like to see him go with jordan but if they did we are not going to get east west we are going to get something completely different in a good way so i don't, I don't know i believe we have east west express going against alec price and cole radrick coming up here yeah on one of the cards uh, i forgot which card it was but um i call it the match of the future that's the future of the company if they all stay intact yeah i, I that looks exciting i we've said we've loved the short the short time they've been a tag team alec and uh Cole, I think the one or two matches they had, it's, it's been fun. They could be doing something. There oh, too. the Alec Cole, those two together are a good little. Yeah, yeah. I was saying, I was saying, uh, maybe I said it wrong. Um, Oliver and um, Ratty, just for an awkward little team, would work together too. They're different. Yeah. Together. And I think that's what makes it. Yeah, I think what it was, was I like East West so much that I was like, oh boy, don't you dare get any Starboy on my East West. You know what I mean? I, I was the protective. same way. So was my wife. My wife's like, oh, hell no. Like, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I I don't know. I, yeah, I'm the same way. I think we kind of agree with it. I'm excited though, too, for JCW kind of like not to go off of it, but JCW, they have a show coming up and they got Alec Price going against, not Bishop, um, Manders. For to see oh. who's going to be the number one contender, and Jordan that night is defending the belt against. I want to say it was Matt Mikowski. If I can't remember off the top of my head, Mikowski's no fucking joke. Yeah, I believe that's who he's defending it. I saw like I saw something announced like that. Um, but that could be leading towards we were kind of saying like Alec and Jordan could have a little feud over this JCW title, and I think it would be good. But I hope they don't kind of just do it on JCW. I hope they kind of start teasing a little bit more in GCW to kind of get us more invested to watch that show on JCW. And that's going to be a and man, J Jordan versus Alec Price are going to be free on YouTube for that JCW. Yeah, that's going to be an amazing, amazing match. And for free, that's cool uh, for JCW to do that. So Los Macisos, 
they come out with a blow up doll with chest hair and a Mexican flag cape. So since we have uh, Yoshi, I was going to say we have Yoshicito. If anybody has a lick of Spanish in them, they understand putting Cito on the end of anything sometimes works. So Yoshicito. Um, awesome new gear. The mesh shirts are back. I do like the aliens are still on everything. I feel like that's Miedo's doing. He really wanted to get out to Area 51 last time he was in Vegas. So I'm thinking that's for him. The um, GCW TNT card was starting to really stack up to impress the fans, especially when they put Los Macisos and Los Vipers in there. So uh, yeah, it was an Insta upgrade. I think what went on was Brett was like, you know what? They fucking love this. It's our last night. It's our main event. Let's just fucking give it to them because that was probably the largest pop of the weekend was the Lucha stuff. Yeah, it was kind of nice seeing the, the UK Lucha. That was kind of surprising and something we yes. don't see often. I like how to commentary too made a, a comment of like, hey, wait a minute. How is this fair? This is supposed to be Team GCW versus TNT. There's three GCW people in there and only <laughs> one TNT. That's not fair at all. I, I just love those little comments, especially because it's his company versus company. Them acknowledging it is always fun to me. To get Lucha Chance, Los Macisos Chance, and then Mexico Chance in England was really impressive. They're, Los Macisos are over. You know, uh, Gringo Loco's way over. Ares, way over. Yeah, Latigo. You know what? Same with uh, Gringo. Latigo and Gringo are deceptively like more than you expect them to be just in looks. So, um, yeah, our winners here was Lycos Jim. And the last thing I will mention on this one was Jordan says he's coming for the TNT belt. I'm totally on board with that. Yep, I I agree. Um, sounds like Jordan is going to be going back to the, the UK. Uh, maybe without GCW here soon by himself. So that's kind of cool. He's able to still go back. And I know like Jim, Joey, uh, Effie, and Ali Cats, they always do the separate uh, UK tour. So it is nice to see though, like the crowd starting to get more comfortable with seeing our talent going out there. And then you see it during these shows. They're like, hey, that's our Jordan. And like, we've seen him five times out here and GCW's only been out here three times. Like we got him, we understand it. And it's cool to see yes. them accepting uh, our GCW fan, uh, GCW wrestlers out there. Our fourth matchup of the evening was Leon Slater versus Joey Janela. Wow, this was a uh, uh, litmus test, I think, for Leon Slater here. Yep. He took a lot of stiff shots from Joey. Joey kind of was, hey, this is we're gonna put you through the ringer here, and this like, uh, what's it called, like an initiation? <laughs> That's what we kind of seen with Joey and Mance Wonder, some of these wrestlers, like. Hey, you gonna you want to show us you're tough enough and run a run a roll with us in GCW? You're gonna have to go and fight and go through the war with one of us. And this was Leon's war that he took, and he took a beating, but he also super excelled. And once again, like this, even though he lost every single match, Leon was right there on the cusp, and like you could just tell the fans are just wait. Like right now, it's man like Darius's turn. But you just know right when it's gonna be Leon's turn, the fans are gonna pop, and it's it's gonna be awesome to see. But Great match from Joey again uh, with the young and up becomer Leon. Yeah, there's an art to popping the crowd as a heel. Very few can do it. it. It happens. Every now and then, Blake Christian will get one. You know, someone will be like, oh, you know, you still suck. Or my favorite is you used to be cool. I still like that one. <laughs> 
Um, Joey was wrestling with Leon. Like you were saying, I feel that's for a stamp of approval. That that's may a better be the way, way to put that it. goes. And after watching Leon so much, I'm starting to feel like he's got the potential to be uh, like speedball. Anytime you see the name on that match, you know, that match there is going to be a that's solid the next match. match. I want speedball versus Leon. Holy Ooh, shit. That'd be a good one. Yes. That was a good call. And then I want to mention too, there were some really awesome promos uh, videos that were going on between the matches and thank you. It really does make everything look more important, more polished. And um, then when that match kicks off, we all know what's going on and why. As my wife, who doesn't watch every show, really does appreciate having a little bit of a run-up to know what the hell's going on. I appreciate that the music plus the visuals make my fucking wrestlers look awesome. So that's, yeah. that's how I look at it. Yeah, and it gets like I look at it as a fans getting the fans like you said up to date and boom right there with this instead of like hey why are they fighting what's going on like yep. you right there that two minutes we're invested we know what's going on and I once again yeah the people that do the videos uh, did an amazing job as well um, I think this match too with Leon Slater selling was perfect for this match with Joey like joey joey's joey like i nothing more we can say that we haven't said joey just knows how to have a match with literally anybody and have it be a crazy and incredible and memorable match and leon slater i think joey did a great job of elevating our fifth matchup of the evening is a six-person tag match as team gcw is represented by jimmy lloyd masa shlamovich and rena yamashita going against team tnt's Team TNT's team, I guess. Uh, yeah. Yeah, team go. TNT. Right? <laughs> Their team consisted of Big F and Joe, yeah. Clint Margera, and Robbo? I I think it was Robbo. No shit. <laughs> I, I, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I don't remember. I don't, I'll be honest. I don't remember catching the name. Uh, I don't oh, fucking pa- know. Paul, Paul Robinson is what it says on K. Oh, Smith, geez. But I'm sorry, Robbo. Okay. <laughs> I must say, I uh, haven't been that late. I did hear commentary, but it wasn't uh, as clear and uh, precise as I would like to each the entire time. But obviously, again, I wasn't either. <laughs> <laughs> team Robbo. Uh, no, hey, man, thought... I'm Team Robbo all the way. That's a great name. It's a great uh, name, dude. Robbo. Ro- Robbo. Yeah, Robbo. Robbo, the fighting robot. <laughs> oh my God. If we can have blue cane, then we can have a fighting robot. You just wait. That's bound to happen. Didn't WCW bring in, right? Uh, WCW brought in Robocop. <laughs> yeah. WCW had Robocop come out. And what's funny about that was there you go, watching Sting, Sting try to sell it like it was awesome when the entire fan base was like, fuck no. The, there's the next idea show for the, the casual fan. Explain why explain why Robocop is wrestling in WCW. Oh my god. You know what? I'll <laughs> tell gonna, Stephen I would, A I would to watch, watch that. that one. I would watch that one just to hear him try to talk it, talk it, make it into wrestling sense to a non-wrestling fan. That oh one I would be down to watch. Yeah, like I said, I was I was a little rough on him today. I was happy to have a good talk because they do a good job out there. And like I said, the more I learn, the more I know, the more I understand. Yeah. Um, uh, this match was dedicated to Marcus Crane. And that I want to make sure big, I mentioned. Nope. Him. Yeah, that was my big, my big. The one thing I was going to say about this match, I loved how it was dedicated to Marcus Crane. The UK crowd got a Marcus Crane chant. 
Team TNT seemed to be all down for it. They knew what was at hand. And this was the match that I've been kind of saying, the short five-minute, holy shit, bunch of fuckery match. That's what this match was. And I think as the commentary made it uh, made a comment at the end, I think this was a match that Marcus Crane looked down upon and was proud of seeing uh, happen in his honor. So halfway through this match, no disrespect to anyone else, I could have taken just Joe versus Jimmy. They, I mean, maybe there's something there that needs to be addressed, but those two were damn good against each other. And Jimmy, we need to, Jimmy's a fucking beast and we don't really give him enough credit. I uh, think that's think? what, that's what I was going to say. What, uh, something needs to be discussed there. I think that's what needs to be discussed is Jimmy's kind of, he's being Jimmy, but the fans are way more behind uh-huh. right now where it is kind of maybe start doing a little bit more with him. I, I agree. I would love to see him. I still, I hope next NGI is coming up. I think I hope he kind of gets a one-on-one uh, his one-on-one time during that uh, tournament and just kind of showcase and maybe even get a little deep run. I think now's the time to kind of strike with him being as popular with the crowd for whatever reason. Now's the yeah. time I believe to you're, you're going to get the best investment right now. If you invest in Jimmy Lloyd, than you would be at any other time that I've seen in Jimmy Lloyd. Can't ignore the fans. Every time there's, oh, is there going to be a special whatever person come out? You hear Jimmy Lloyd. Oh, is there another person going to be in the scramble? You hear them always chant Jimmy Lloyd. And the crowd always pops and sings the song. Every freaking time. And um, that's magic. I don't even know what he does to do it. He just does. It's not like he's doing anything super spectacular either. It's just him being him. People want to see that. Well, we've asked for Jimmy kind of getting a little bit more like push true true i think they're that i think that's cardona's next angle in gcw was going after jimmy like they because he did they released that video like of him and the uh cardona and stuff in the was it the the the, it looks like the the boiler room of wherever uh, venue they were at in new york and they're like steph and him are cutting a promo and like he specifically goes, Jimmy, you're like, we're coming after you next. That's like, right. You're tired of you fucking with our shit. So I'm excited for that. Like, even though it might not be as ultra violently as I want it to be for Jimmy Lloyd, Cardona will take, will get some blood for Jimmy, I think. So I, th- I think I might be getting what I've been asking for. And Jimmy Lloyd getting a little push with Cardona and get that little Cardona rub would be really good, I think, right now for Jimmy Lloyd. And imagine that pop, Jimmy Lloyd being Cardona and AC at some point. Like, holy shit. Like, that's going to be fun time. Okay, so my storyline in my head there is that Jimmy is so GCW. Jimmy breathes GCW. Jimmy is GCW. Fuck GCW is what Cardona will say. And then the fans will be like, they will fight for Jimmy and GCW because they don't want Cardona over. You know what I mean? Like, he could say, fuck GCW. GCW is Jimmy Lloyd. I'll take all that out on Jimmy Lloyd. It's possible. I was anything's possible. Yeah, anything's possible at this point, especially with all the, as you said, the un, the released talent too. But what the possibilities yeah. of what might happen in in ninety days is kind of fun to look forward. I was talking to my wife. I'm like, hey, this LA show might be down, but that uh, the upcoming shows that happen in LA, whenever that may be, is uh, going to be very exciting of what could possibly transpire during those shows. But I wouldn't mind seeing, I, I think they should do kind of like Matt Cardona tells Jimmy Lloyd, put your career on the line and maybe do a career versus career kind of thing. But I don't want to do that unless I know Cardona is gone. Like I think Cardona would do that as a way to 
when as a send off, he would do it the right way. To, I mean, he's doing it the right way now, putting fucking everybody and their mothers over. He's doing an amazing job. I think that would be a cool little thing there. But I, it's cool seeing him wanting to work with Jimmy. I think that's fun. Yeah, that's fun for us fans too. So I have some sad news for the fans. Don't do Yoshi Sito was popped by Joe. Big fucking Joe killed Yoshi Sito. Our winner was Team TNT, but most importantly, Masha was out on the side trying to bring poor Yoshisito <laughs> back to life. I love that. R.I.P. Yoshisito. I, I hope we get like next show, like we get like a open seat, open seat reserved for like how they did with Invisible Man and and yeah. his family. <laughs> like I kind of hope they do like a little the not the ten bells because that might be too recent after with some stuff that's been going right. on, but. Uh, right. that was always fun whenever they, they did that stuff, but I could see them turning this into a little bit here, especially Jimmy, or uh, especially jo Joey Janela probably turning it into a little bit. We can see Yoshi C2, <laughs> Yoshi C2 versus Yoshi at Collective next year. Oh my god, you know, <laughs> the other thing I was thinking of the fans would pop if Yoshi C2 comes back out, but they've patched Yoshi up, put little blood stains on. <laughs> Yes. A little rapper, a little rapper head, wrap the head around. <laughs> yes. And then if big fucking Joe comes back to America, he gets a, uh, he gets a surprise visit from Yoshisito. I think it's possible to <laughs> in LA, in LA, I'll start a Yoshisito chant. It'll be amazing. Oh, that would be fun. So, uh, <laughs> good death match. I loved it. Like I, that, this match was like, like I said, I loved everything about this this weekend, and this was another perfect example of what I love to see. Give me the glass ultraviolet, boom, 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 done and over with. You don't need to drag it out. I got ultraviolets everywhere, all seven minutes of it, and it was a great death match in honor of Marcus Kane. I think they said it was because was it for his birthday? Was that did I hear that right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that was cool. It's cool to see uh, they're still honoring uh, Marcus Crane. That's the one thing I always love about GCW is them kind of always going back and honoring um, Marcus Crane, going back and uh, honoring, um, oh, my God, what's his name? Danny Havoc and stuff like that. So it's yeah. cool seeing those moments, and this was a cool moment for Marcus Crane. Our sixth matchup of the evening was a tag team match as a team of Act 2 going against Bussy. This one was more of the fun match. This was perfect, though, right after Deathmatch. Hey, let's have some fun, and then we're going to end it off with some crazy good in-ring action, and that's exactly what happened um, for the rest of this card, and I thought this match was a perfect, well, once again, a well-perfectly placed matchup after the Deathmatch, and once again, Bussy killed it, and Act 2 did a very good job in this matchup as well. <laughs> Effie was trying to get kisses from Act 2 the whole time. Allie was pulling him away. Obviously, Allie and Effie are very loving people, and sometimes they need each other to dial the other back. So Act Two, <laughs> Act Two was even laughing at the Bussy Act. You could see it. I mean, they had them cracking up. Allie keeps tagging herself in to stop Effie from going crazy over the boys, and then he keeps tagging himself in. You know, they made their own fun in this match, and they didn't need to do much to do that. Um, I've mentioned it once, but yeah, Effie's getting more jacked. We're noticing big things for Effie. I really hope ahead. Um, he just looks like he's got his head on straight. He's got his goals ahead and, and those, um, that hard work looks like it's paying off. So, um, after the first few minutes of jokes, the match got real serious. 
And that's the part I really liked. It was a 12 minute match. Bussy was our winner. Yeah, Effie and Alley Catch just fighting to get into the ring and Alley Catch fighting to keep Effie out of the ring was was the fun part for me. Yeah. I, that, it worked perfectly in this case. And commentary, once again, was amazing. Like, so I think he said, like, get Effie out of the ring. Someone control him. Because he kept on, like, I love when Effie put himself in the headlock, too. Like, this was a fun, <laughs> this was a fun match. I'm sorry. Like, I, I totally almost forgot about that spot. But then him putting himself in the, oh, yeah, I like that. Here, here, get it a little tighter. Now squeeze. There you go. Like, this was good. Effie is on a roll. Alley Cat's been on a roll lately as well. They are clicking as bussy, and I, I've been enjoying seeing it. Um, this one, I know I always go for the more serious. Like, I love them when they are serious, mostly. Yeah. And, like, because sometimes they – this one felt different because it was Effie, like, putting himself into the, the headlock and alley catch, then fighting the tag. It just felt like a different kind of comedy than what they normally did, which I think that's why I enjoyed the comedy in this match more than the in-ring. And uh, it was fun. I liked it. Um, This has – a portion of Effie that I've talked about a couple times that I love cute Effie. It's not like doing anything like sexual. It's more like, I like that guy. I like that. I, I want, I want to be back in the ring. I want to like give flirting. him flirting. And I was like, like flirting, with him. <laughs> but in a cute way, like it was kind of cute. Like he just couldn't stay away. And Allie's trying to pull him. That, that can be very mainstream. If done right. It could be very mainstream and just absolutely wonderful. Ever since the Kikutaro, where those two walked off holding hands together, I've been sold on cute bussy. So I don't know. I don't even know why, but um, it's refreshing. And every time they pull out the, the cute portion of their act, it just, it's awesome. Yeah, I, I agree. This was an awesome, uh, awesome match and fun, fun way to, uh, Kind of lighten the mood after all the violence we just saw. And also kind of, it kind of does it in a good way. Get the crowd to get back down, to get yes. excited for this next matchup. Um, as it is their, their man, their man like Darius challenging for their GCW world type, uh, champion, Blake, uh, Blake Christian. And once again, yeah, this was the showcase match for man like Therese. Like I, I'm so glad him and Leon got this weekend. Like I, they're the stars. I'm everybody saw it. Everybody notices it. I think now everybody knows what they're capable of and definitely want to see them in the States, but Holy shit, man, like Therese, like I could see him being a champion of a company. He's got the look, he's got the tally, he's got the charisma. He's got the in ring. He is a future champion. And on cage match, 26 years old. Like, wow. Yeah. And he's still getting imp improving and young. Like, and his moveset has totally changed from the last time I remember seeing him um, out here in collective. Like he just, he's evolved. He's upgraded. It's, yeah. It's, it's awesome. And uh, this match was another, Hey, I'm here. I'm ready. Give me the keys to a company. I could carry it. And this match definitely showed it. And I enjoyed this match. Every bit of in ring and, the, the referee bumps and all this this the old school wrestling i loved it so in this one the fan excitement got turned up to another level you can hear it instantly go back five minutes and then fast forward five minutes on your show and you'll be able to hear it blake doing the suck it part that i was talking about commentary says he presents his penis to the crowd um both wrestled like champions Doris sells well just like his partner leon our winner was Blake Christian, and 
I will mention that even the English fans know that that curb stomp is deadly and they also booed before the finish. I won't keep talking about it, but I want to say, you know, like some fans, they're really looking into details and everybody has been picking up on that little detail. It's like the DDT dude. If he puts it on you, it's lights out. Old school. Yeah, they 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 definitely knew what was coming once uh, <laughs> once Darice was in position for the stomp. Um I think Blake Christian, once again, another match where he just shows like he doesn't have to be a heel, but I think he did a great job of like, hey, I exhausted every avenue that I th- thought I had to win this match. Like mm-hmm. to keep my belt, I have to do this crazy thing to keep. And I, I love the struggle of him literally doing whatever he can to keep that belt. And it, it's been working out better these last couple matches that I've seen because before it just felt like he just got dirty just to be a bad guy like it didn't feel like it was necessarily needed to win the match it just directionless like yeah exactly there was no purpose for him blow blowing the referee other than hey i'm the bad guy that's what i kind of do like this one felt like oh my god like i cannot beat these guys i have to do all this like it the struggle was there and i felt it and the crowd as you said the like they were just just imagine when leon or man like Therese just or get that win in uk it's going to be a pop like they were just right there to explode and i i think they've done a great job of teasing leon and man like Therese, and this was a great another title defense by blake that will lead us into our eighth matchup of the evening as is as it is helen campbell going against dark chic another fun good matchup from dark chic glad to see her get her flowers in the uk um yeah, I know one of your notes here. Um, I'm not going to say the note, but it did. Get Go out. ahead. Go ahead. It's okay. Well, I'll just go bring up how it was brought up on the news, like how uh, Dark Sheik made the front news. I think it was, um, was it front page even? Or th- it was on. It was in the news uh, on this show as being the as I was okay. I will say it, being the first American trans wrestler and English wrestler, uh, first American trans wrestler, first English trans wrestler um, to wrestle in the UK. I thought that was pretty cool to see let alone in singles and yep. for a championship. No, they weren't going for a championship here. Yeah. Really? I don't think, I don't remember no. a championship being. No, I'm getting it messed up with the next one. Cause I have my notes real close together here. I will say this much. Sheik went over big. If Sheik, Sheik is going to leave England more confident in herself, if anything, because the fans were absolutely supportive. Commentary said tonight, Cunt is on the menu. That is English broadcasting at its <laughs> finest right there. Um, nine minutes, somewhat short to a degree. Our winner here was Dark Sheik. Good matchup, and I thought it was, a, well, once again, another well-placed match on the card to uh, get the crowd back. Excited for that match, but also kind of lower it after what they just saw with the GCW World Title match and getting them uh, re- vitalized for the next main events matchup, which is for the TNT world title match. Uh, Shea Manet versus Charles Crowley. Now here's where I'm going to need help at the end. I was lost. I might've missed something completely at the end of this where I didn't understand what was happening. And I never, I didn't get time to go back and uh, kind of figure out and rewatch it. So I'm asking you to help me carry me at the end of this match. What the end of this this well which one? The, the main uh, event or the next the next thing that okay happened. okay you need a did you announce it or no 
Yeah, I announced it. Oh, uh, shit. Here we go. This is, you know what? We're what, like 20 some matches in. Yes. It was bound for me to fuck up eventually. <laughs> um, sadly, an injured visage, visage came out with Shea Monet. And I mentioned it before. The last time we had Effie's Big Gay Brunch, visage was a standout. So sadly, not here for this one. Crowley decided he wanted a no DQ match because he has a valet. It's now two on one. There was a spot where they fought up to the second level and Crowley flew from the balcony, which was a nice shot. And then Jay just decides, well, I'm just going to go dive right after. I miss Matthew Justice when I see these dives. I miss the highlights. And um, we used to see those on Twitter. That's all I'll say about that. I do miss him a lot. Visage came out to be in Che's corner at one point, which I thought was nice because, you know, if we couldn't do it this way, at least have her show up in some other way. Our winner here was Shea Monet. Visage uh, celebrates with Shay. Tate May- Mayfair's come out to cash in their briefcase and pin Shea for the championship. So now our winner is Tate. Um, that was very busy. The only thing that I laughed about, if there was any acting going on, did you hear commentary fake crying? He's like, yeah. oh, this is the most beautiful thing. I'm like, dude, that's fake. Just don't try. Per- Just don't I think try. It was, it's cool. It was a perfect setup for what was about to happen. I love course. over dramatized them. I enjoyed that part. It is wrestling. It's not perfect. We know that. Uh, but the only thing I would say on this one, I understand what was going on and they left it this way, but I would have liked to have seen a GCW somewhere in the main event of the GCW TNT show. Because we came across the ocean, main event us. That was the one thing out of the whole, out of all this card. I love this match. It was great. It was for the UK crowd. It was perfect because it's their wrestlers. That was my only thing. I just wish like, hey, the main event should have. I that was the one I wish it would have had GCW. Other than that, that was my only complaint of the entire three nights was that point you just said was no GCW in the main event for TNT versus GCW. So I didn't get the payoff on that, which is absolutely fine because Shea and uh, Crowley killed it. It was good. The crowd was super invested. The announced team did a great job of bringing Selling out the it. drama. Yeah, they yeah. brought out the drama big time. And it got me invested. Like, I didn't really care who won. I just wanted to see a cool match. It was all over the place. It was fun. The, the balcony spots were crazy. I thought the same exact thing as you said, though. I'm like, ah, uh, like I, once I see a balcony, my first thought is where's justice to jump off. As yep. you said, I miss seeing those uh, viral moments on Twitter. Um, but yeah, like for, for the whole weekend, this was great. This one just wasn't meant for me as a GCW fan. This was for the TNT fans, but it delivered. It got me invested in it emotionally and I enjoyed it. Um, and I, I, this was good. Great way to end off the three, three shows and send the fans home happy. Like as a fan for me, as if you've heard me the last two or three podcasts, I have not been happy. Holy shit. Like I was smiles all this weekend. This was a GCW show. This was a GCW TNT show. Like that's why I'm like, I don't know how much credit to give TNT other than a lot because they step up every single time. Like they, we, the two times we've been out there, they've been super fun and enjoyable shows, but this one was on another level. And I just don't know if that's because the wrestlers improved over the last year. Could mm-hmm. be that the presentation, but wow, this was a great, great GCW weekend. Got this fan to be 
totally invested again and excited. Like I was really excited to hop on this podcast to record this one because there was a lot of positive and a lot of cool stuff to talk about. I've just been itching. That's me <laughs> itching. Um, the last thing I'll just wrap up here, just because I don't want to eat my words too bad. I'm guessing because GCW was there and we had this world title match and the fact that there's not a lot of shows going on for TNT, this was the place to put it. And it is the world title match. And what they were doing was historic. So, uh, and, you know, to his promoting their company. And that's okay. Yeah. And that's why I'm sitting here like, maybe I just you have to eat my words here. And that's, no, that's okay what I said. Because, yeah, I, you know, the more, you know, <laughs> the more, the more, you know, you're wrong sometimes. So um, that's just how it is. And I've been wrong now majorly twice today. It happens. Um, yeah. What do you say? We did what? 28, 29 well, matches here. We didn't throw in the ending of how the show ended as uh, oh, that's right. And this is where I was confused, but I figured out my own confusion. I'm a dumbass, and I didn't realize. I thought, man, like the Reese, that match was for the briefcase. I didn't realize it was actually for the ultimate X title that they have out there. I That's yeah. my fault. I missed it. So the man with the briefcase in hand that's able to cash in for a title shot whenever they like, Mr. Tate Mayfield comes back out. Right? Is Tate Mayfield's right? Or, uh, Mayfair's. Mayfair, sorry. Mayfair's. I'm sorry, I read some notes Mayfair. already. Like a no, I'm, I'm thinking of uh, Baker Mayfield <laughs> in football here. My fantasy team sucks. Uh, Tate yeah, Mayfair. I hope come. you didn't take Nick Chubb. No. Speaking no way, of not. Cleveland. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> my boy. My boy one. Nick Chubb is out, bro. That was a brutal one, too. Since <sighs> that's, the, yeah, that's, the that's the same knee. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Uh, that's the same knee that he got fucked up in college. Yep, and that's the scary part. That's what's up. God, we need a we need a football podcast. <laughs> right? Um, Tate Mayfair does come out with the briefcase and cashes it in and ends up beating Shane A. And now we have a new champion again. And then the crowd, <laughs> as you said, the announcers really ripped into Tate. Oh, bloody hell, what the fuck is going on? Loved it. Loved it all. I was confused. I thought, I was like, wait, why is Tate have the briefcase? I thought that's what man like Doris just won a couple days ago. There's where I'm confused and uh, I'm a dumbass and missed that part. So glad to figure that out and it all makes sense. But now they, they promoted it. It's cool. They gave the fans that yes, the, the happy moment and then stuck it to them at the end and said, I'm, I'm happy, which is very good. I loved it because now the next time they see Tate Mayfair's, they are going to boo the fucking shit out of him. And that, that, yep. Once again, I can't say this enough. This was a perfectly booked weekend. This is what I was complaining about booking-wise. These last couple shows, uh, podcasts I've done over these uh, shows that we've covered, this was everything I would ask for and loved about it. It was perfectly placement matches, paced, got the fun, got the great in-ring, got the ultra-violence, got the comedy, got the drama at the end. It, this was fun. And throughout all three nights, we saw these storylines interweave and lead up to and got us hyped for it. I, I cannot praise this week enough. One of the funnest three shows in a, in, in a weekend. One of the funnest ones since we've done this podcast. I've covered and enjoyed seriously since we've done this. The one thing I did like out of it for sure was that we saw same of, some of the same people here and there. But what we saw out of them was different every time. Yeah, definitely. We saw total growth and difference and shows how 
dynamic they've become as wrestlers. Like I said, Man Like Therese had three different matches that were fucking awesome. Same with Leon yep. Slater. Like it was so cool seeing the diversity and how much their movesets have changed and what their, their characters have grown. It, it was awesome. And like I said, I can't, I know we've repeated enough. I super happy. I cannot say enough about these weekends. Like I said, actually you kind of dampered me a little bit there, not being able to go check out TNT as often as I was kind of hoping for. I was really looking forward to going this weekend, going on Plex when there's nothing on and seeing if there was a TNT show or IWS show to kind of, Watch some cool independent wrestling that we've uh, companies that we've uh, been covering over the last year or year and a half since podcast. Well, the good news is you can catch up on this year pretty easily. Give it that much. Five, six shows. If you needed to catch up on. uh, On. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct, correct, correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You only have like five, six shows to catch up on. You've already seen three out of five, I think. Yeah, and I I think I've seen the other one, too, like maybe i just never saw the whole one like maybe i saw yeah. bits of one and then bits finished it off another night because uh looked like there was two different times i've seen it and they were totally different wrestlers and i didn't see the same wrestler so maybe it was the same show but i'm i want to go check it out somehow somewhere i love the venue i wish it was just a touch bigger only to just hold more people that's that's the only reason why i think that um a larger venue could support um a gcw crowd in england that was my one thing. I wondered the crowd was awesome. Like it sounded like a thousand fans. It could have been a hundred. I don't know. But like I would actually yes. the one time I actually am curious about attendance. That would this would be one of them because I wonder how much they are in there. Because I had the same feeling. Like wow, it seems like they got a pretty good following and rep out there that they could get mm-hmm. a bigger venue and way more fans. It seems like they might be limited in themselves there. But also, it is a cool venue and they are able to do all those cool things there. So I. I don't know how what the venue situation out in the UK is, but I'm pretty sure there's a lot of cool looking ones out there. Uh, probably out there, they're more so than out here. I think we did it. Um, is there anything else you can think of that we haven't really? I mean, we we covered a good bit. And again, sorry for some people; they're not they're used to more you know more detail. This was a three show weekend, and like I said, we've been kind of going like to one show a week just to keep it uh, nice and simple because our lives got busy so yeah um thank you for hanging in we had a couple weeks off there and we're back at it um just to do some extra things for fun uh with the gcw plant podcast i've been doing just like a little pre-show when i have time of course b when he has time he'll get in there too things are crazy so i felt it was something fun for fans to just get together watch some wrestling talk before the show in the next couple of weeks, I'm going to try to do more of that where we just kind of watch some wrestling together and just we're all fans. So um, just to do what we can to just keep the GCW plant podcast out there. And I don't know. I like watching wrestling with people. So, yeah, come out when you have a chance sometime on Twitch. I like to always give um, the link out there, but it's also in my bio. Um, I think that's it. We're just expanding on just trying some new things, some fun things. And if it works great, and if it doesn't, then we'll do something else and try something else different. Yeah. Pre-show and post-show is something I've always wanted to do because I, my schedule, I don't ever yeah, watch yeah. live. <laughs> I don't ever like the time I'm able to sit down and watch these shows, no matter what day it is, is like nine o'clock at night. So yeah, uh, me watching it live kind of sucks. Cause then I also avoid Twitter. Like uh, you were like, <laughs> when you were like, Hey, did you see this? Like, no, no spoilers. Oh, I held that in for a day and a half. No, so oh. like, I'm, I'm one of those ones. Like I hate spoilers. I will literally turn off my notifications on GCW on a GCW weekend because I don't watch it live, but 
um yeah the pre-show and post shows are awesome ideas i would like i would love to top in um i will see if i ever do I, I i definitely want to but i think it's cool because you get to like 30 minutes beforehand talk like hey what do you think give predictions what do you think is going to happen yep and then hey afterwards like holy shit let's talk about it like even like a, i was doing twitter spaces like i like the twitch one too but uh yeah but they i i do like that and i that is something as a as a team i would have liked to also hop on with you and Fuck do it yeah because it is fun but um it it's is under like the it. name it's I under the said, name if i'm not around you could roll a pre-show for an hour so, like it's it, it's fun you you know how to do twitch all the damn time anyway yeah dude i just <laughs> i i find some stuff to watch like i said we're watching ngi2 right now we just sit down and chill out and you know sometimes five six seven people show up say hi talk a little bit about wrestling so i'm just extending that invitation to anyone who's listening if you want to just kind of keep an eye out there and come in and bullshit i just sit there and watch wrestling with whoever comes in and if anyone wants to talk wrestling we talk so i invite any listeners to come out there and do that it's just something a little extra to hold you over till our next recording pops out yeah um and i like i said it sounds it sounds fun and like people check it out i haven't been able to hop on but i do you were telling me good things about the last one um yeah so that it does people sound like awesome yeah they're like everybody's so supportive and so nice and that's so, where i was gonna yeah. yep that's where i was gonna go uh too real fast too i before i forget uh right before the podcast we got a shout out for uh was it jobber let me i don't want to mess up the name here uh where'd it go jobberradio.com or jobber radio on twitter uh shouted us out shouted lauren and the count out podcast your dose of death spooky dust podcast faces and feels and the boulevard bullies podcast um kind of gave a monthly death it's called Meth, monthly death match rundown and they were kind of just giving us support and giving the other podcast support for supporting independent wrestling and content creators so uh shout out jobber radio thank you for that that was pretty cool and um yes everyone that's interacted with our tweets too like i said we had a fun day of interacting with tweets and lately i know you've had a lot of uh <laughs> interesting back and forth dude no it's actually been awesome yeah it's been it's been really good and positive and like you said it's okay like we had a little discuss it's okay to discuss and disagree on stuff and that's why i've been liking seeing on the interactions we have been getting no one's been personal or taking it personal it's like Fuck it's no. okay to disagree and agree and give your opinions and thoughts and that's that's what i want i don't want any of this like how the aw gcw or aw WWE fans have it like there's no hostility towards anything it's just opinions and everybody's style and what they prefer to like is different Okay, so I'll break it down to listeners. We're deep into this show. It's two and a half hours, uh, two hours and 15 minutes or so. And I'll just break it to you. Here's what's going on. Because I, okay, we've been wanting to go over as a podcast and work with GCW on the Patreon side. I'm just being fair to let everyone know, not going to happen as a podcast. And the only reason I'm going to say it is for this. If we go over there on Patreon and work under GCW, um, we wouldn't be able to give out content outside of that Patreon, which means the people who listen for free, the people who just want to chill with us, that that would come at a cost. And it's not like we're deep or ever deep in any talk, but after I talked to Steven, I'd realized that would put a choker on us and our growth. And that also wouldn't be too fair to people who maybe don't have a lot of money and they just want to listen to some people talk. So. 
I just felt that was probably a proper thing to say that I found out that that was the case. Truly, if we were to go over there, we wouldn't be public. And that would kind of stink because we did this to spread love out to everyone, not just specific um, paying customers. So at some point, you may find us just kicking in every now and then. I would love to, no promises. But that's really the situation. That's why I was saying the more you know. So if we were to just go over there because we wanted to, we would basically be choked on what we could do because there's only so many Patreon listeners. And, and see, that makes sense. Yeah, and uh, this one problem I know we talked about before. I will never put this podcast behind a paywall. This is not for yeah. money. This is for to spread GCW, to have fans listen, to get the review, to catch up on it. I know like some of the people I'm friends with, they don't like watch all the shows because they're working, but they listen to our podcast and they're caught up with everything and they feel right up to date with the that's podcast. Cool. And that's what it's that's what I created this podcast for was for fans to either learn about GCW, get our opinions on GCW, to spread the word, to get more fans to be in it. This will never go behind a payroll. But the one thing I did would like to do is I would like to even be the one to kind of re-kick the history of GCW podcast back yeah. on their Patreon. Like if we ever did anything on the Patreon, which I would love to do, it would be in a different format. It wouldn't be a review like yeah. this one, but I would love to do like history of GCW or even do wrestler interviews for GCW on their Patreon. Yeah. That would be different. That's under there. That would be the Patreon. But history of GCW yeah. ones, that's like, that's kind of like one of like, I would love like just to do that and pick a show talk it's about what, why it was historic bring in a wrestler a referee a commentator somebody that was there to kind of give us like hey some backs cool backstage stories of what happened maybe what was leading up to this maybe what happened after this just yeah, yeah. the history of gcw show was the reason i joined patreon in the first place to learn about the history of gcw when i first got into it because i fell in love with it right away and i wanted to learn about the history and what they did back then was cool they were doing like once a month history of gcw podcast that kind of stopped we lost the world of death match podcast that stopped we had hot dogs and handshakes for two episodes that got lost so we would yeah. like to somehow help out the patreon with content and uh in any That's, way we can't yeah, that... just not our formats and keep like yeah. this would be still our thing but whatever we if we would ever do something on gcw which are it is out there for us um yeah I there's like to do there's that. no there's no official talks there's no no nothing. no not it's at just all. i sat down and had a great conversation and we're like okay i'd like to do this or i'd like to do that and here's the direction and they're like well for you to do this to get what you want you would actually hurt yourself and your podcast and your listeners by being behind that paywall. And that's an excellent point. Yeah. So, sure. so who knows? I did, I did make sure that we threw our hat in the ring and just say, we can help with anything you possibly need. We would be more than happy to help. And that's what was conveyed. So yes, we, we wanted to be on so bad. We just found out that we're actually more appreciated and have a farther reach quote. We have a further reach and we have, a better way of getting to people here. We're actually more necessary on the public side than the private side. Yeah, that's, that makes sense. That's yeah, true. Absolutely. Yeah, because yeah, the people so, that, are, as you said, the people that are on Patreon, they're going to pay no matter what, and they're going to either listen to it if they want to, whatever podcast is on there. But it's only yeah. those people. We're we're out here on Spotify and Apple and everything else for free, so that we have a lot more reach possibly than we would be behind a however many yeah. people are on their patreon that's the that's we're limiting 
our amount of listeners is that way. And like, we're not even about the numbers. Like we're just about spreading it and spreading the love, but I will chill out here. If, uh, Anybody wants the history of GCW podcast back and you would like to have our voice, I would say our voice <laughs> on there, please reach out to them. Cause I, that's one thing I would love to be a part of just cause I have so many questions. Like I think yeah. I could fill up an hour, two, three of just a one show of questions. But um, if it gets brought back in anybody's house, I would love it to listen to it. Cause that's the fun part is learning about what's happening in GCW or independent wrestling, something that's going along the lines thereof. And um, that's kind of my hope for is if somehow, some way that gets brought back into our ears, because that was a fun podcast to listen to. Yeah. So, so that's, that's what's really going on. And I thought it was fair to say, we're sitting here going, we want to do this. We want actually, we may very well try to do what we can to help out. We've already thrown our hat in the ring and everybody who needs to know knows it. It's just a matter of if we can be called up to help out. But we wanted to go on to there. I'm repeating myself just because, but we wanted to go on to Patreon and then we found out it's not the smartest thing for us or for GCW. It, if we're supposed to spread love, we're only spreading a 250 that already know who we are or we can it. spread <laughs> it out to exactly. Yep. So I just wanted to make that clear. And that's really what was going on today. We were kind of talking and I was just basically saying, Hey, you know, you guys are hurting and we're out here pumping out fucking shit. Um, let us know. So that's when Steven was like, Hey man, here's what's going on. Let's talk. And that offer good. will always be out there because uh, we yes. always are trying to help the product as best we can. Yeah. Like, Hey, we're, we're not saying we're the best, but Hey, we're saying that we got some numbers that we can back us up for that. We could put, some yes. more voices out there to help promote the product. And but like just in general, just promoting something we're paying for. Like we we've yes. talked about Patreon before. We're hey, we're happy with it. And then we're not happy with it because we don't get the shit. Then we're happy with it. We're not happy. It's just we complain close. about it because we love it so yeah, much. we just would like to help improve it, it and uh and help everybody get uh, the improvement there. But we are 99.9% happy. <laughs> it's that one oh, yeah, percent sure. that we talk about, you know. Um yeah. I think that's it. I was really happy today to find out that we are in the best position that we can be in from the company's perspective, because we're more important here than we are under a Patreon page. And that feels good to me. Yeah. And that was, so it's know, always nice yeah. to hear the nice words and that people are listening and we are appreciated. Like that's kind of like, like see, hearing Jobber, like seeing them, like they posted like a cool picture of like the podcast that I just said that they promoted, we're on there. Like they put a picture and like a little, like our logo and a little description, which means like, wow. Hey, they actually like really listen to us. And like, we are the GCW like review show. Like they got, I love the, the, the one, the, the two Lauren does the, the your dose of death matches, the death match talk and interviews yeah. and everything that he does out there. Like they have like their niche of the death match where you kind of like have ours review and our opinion. So I like how there's different different out there styles of podcasts that are giving you different stuff for the whatever um, deathmatch company you listen to. And I'm glad that Jobber Radio, I'm very thankful for that Jobber Radio. Uh, 100%. Decided to include us in there because I was uh, totally not expected. And a cool thing to see that someone does listen to us and appreciates what we're doing and uh, gave us some positive encouragement. It was nice. Yeah. No, no. And, and my end too, I'll just say, thank you. That was so fucking awesome that we had so many things going on in one day. And then I found out via retweet from you. I'm like, Oh, Oh shit. Well, because it was tagged under the podcast and I'm under John. 
So I was like, oh, oh, sh oh, shit. All right. I'll, I'll take that. Yeah. Um, you know, we're the niche within the niche within the niche. That's the best way to put it. I do not believe respectfully, and I love everyone. I do not believe that anyone has or will cover GCW as in depth as we do. I really want to see someone tear down death matches like we do. I would like to see someone spend three hours talking about eight to nine matches like we do. I'm confident in that. So I'm really thankful that someone and actually quite a few people have seen that it's all love coming from a great spot and they see that there's tons of effort put in and outside of a format where we have to do three shows at once, man, we just sit here and bullshit and <laughs> people like that. We and complain, I'm, we love, we, you know, we do what we do. And I'm glad we got this weekend of shows to kind of get back. Cause like that got me excited to talk. Like we talked about last yeah, podcast yeah. where it was down and it wasn't getting too excited to talk about, but this, these shows put me in the mood. The interactions today with the fans and over the weekend, the, the tweets that you were getting and interactions was awesome. And right, literally right as we went on the podcast, we got that, I got that, uh, notification on Twitter. I thought it was just cool and motivating. Yeah. So, uh, definitely shout out and thank you to all the listeners out there, Jobber Radio and everybody that's been replying, all the wrestlers, the talent, the referees, everybody that's been talking and hanging out and interacting with us on Twitter and stuff has been awesome. And thanks for the support. And it's always, uh, very much appreciated on our end also because it just recently came out the monthly gc dub podcast episode had just come out i haven't had a chance to listen to it yet but i will i like listening to them it's just a one a month once a month thing they're learning about gcw and they're going through everything i smile when i talk about it it's enjoyable so if you got a chance go over there and listen to them because they love what they do and they are learning Yes. They're yes. learning a whole lot about GCW and it's fun to watch them do so. And it's fun to hear, see their, the product through their eyes, like new people, other yes. people's eyes. And they have a very cool uh, way of describing what they see, but also seeing something completely different than kind of what we see as, as hardcore fans. They see other stuff that we don't catch that. And it's pretty cool to see. And it opens my eyes up to some things that I wouldn't even notice or pay attention to but another yeah. set of eyes uh pointing me to that direction so it is cool hearing what they have to say about gcw on the gcw podcast yeah it's kind of fun because they have a couple likes that we dislike and vice versa we have some and also i like to listen sometimes because there will we think we look at everything from every angle it's nice to see a different view come out just like you were saying it's nice to watch everybody's progression getting deeper like we did in time and um uh, same thing. At one point, we were a startup, and we would be happy to have. I'm no kidding. Do you remember when we were just in like single digits? You know, with the people. We're talking a year ago, guys. Oh yeah, for sure. And now I've, you know, we were talking. We eclipse the GCW official podcast that's on Patreon and basically all their. And I, we were talking about that. So it's. I told him. I said, guys, we're we're big and we're ready to like swallow up what we can. And it's and cool seeing got, like yeah. the newest podcast, like being up there in our top five, like, uh, like we've yes, done 75 and we just did this one, like not the one prior, but the one earlier, it's like already climbed up and it's just seeing how the new episodes are still getting a lot of listens. And yeah, it's nice to see the, the numbers and support happening. Yeah, dude. And, and no shit, like fans who've really listened for a long time, there were times where we could tell you, you know, there's going to be about six or eight or, you know, 
And two of them are going to be me and you, and maybe our wives check in for another one or two. And we're like, well, that's 50% of our viewership right there was, you know, four out of eight. Um, we're not that anymore. <laughs> and it's, it's so nice. And we're so thankful because this was a ground up fucking situation. We didn't even know each other and it worked out wonderfully. We have wrestlers, we have fucking GoPro like hey thank you guys for saying something nice i've talked to i don't know how many i know you've talked to i don't know how many um anybody in our position would have had a couple times where they're like oh this is rough keep pushing no shit just keep pushing it takes time the payoff and all your hard work generally comes at the end not at the beginning so you know, we had, holy shit, when we got to 10 listeners, when we got to double digits, dude, it was like Christmas. Holy shit, 10 people listened. And then still four of us were our spouses and us. But then it's like, here comes 11, here comes 18. And like I said, now I can actually honestly say, yes, we eclipse the products podcast that we, and we love and that not in a bad way, like in a good way we're poised to get a lot bigger if we want to. I've gained over, I think I said almost 3,500 listeners in a year and some change. Like, and part of that is just me pushing my ass off to say hi and, you know, get out there and engage. But man, we're growing. We're growing and it ain't stopping. And I think that's why I had that conversation with Steven was I was just frustrated and going, hey man, we're putting out a lot. We're not perfect. We are perfect fans, but we're not perfect. And we try really hard. So it was nice to actually have a conversation today. And it was really nice to kind of just tell everybody, yeah, man, we're, we're small people and we started small and we're growing. And now we're at a good size, you know, for me to even post something online and get somebody besides you, me, or your wife to like, like it or retweet it was just like, oh my God. And now I'll post something and these wonderful listeners and some wrestlers We'll be like, hey, and talk back and retweet and shit. And that was never a thing. That was just hard work over time. So, yeah, thank you so much. We're we're um we're very very thankful. Yeah, yeah, I think absolutely. <laughs> I, I agree. I'm thankful. I just wanted to make sure Jobber Radio got that uh, shout out because that yes. was a cool thing that right when we started podcast. Um, I just wanted to acknowledge that because I thought that was pretty pretty cool. Like I said, it was it was weird. It kind of felt like hey, like like they took our logo even. They gave us their own little description. Like hey, they actually did some work. They so actually like, listened, yeah. Yeah, so it was like actually someone like really like put some work and listened to us. So it is a uh, nice. But yeah, we did it. Uh, the UK tour, amazing. I think this podcast was fun. It was good and more uplifting yeah. than the last couple ones and. Um, I'm interested to see what the Australia fucked us up a little. Australia That's, was kind of did I'm, it was it had me it was rough. I'm a little so scared of Germany just because I don't know a lot of the talent that um that is being used out there. I think like WXU is the company that they're going to be kind of working. Uh, yeah, w, WXW. Oh, WXW, that okay. is um that's the rotation stomping ground. Yeah, that's where he does a lot of his training. So these are going to be a lot of rotation trained wrestlers. Yeah, cool, that's good because I guess yeah. I don't know any wrestlers, so like I'm going in there with kind of like open eyes, open ears, and let's see yes. what happens because uh, I don't know really much of the talent there. So unlike going into TNT, where I'm excited to see some of the familiar faces, I'm going to be learning a lot of new names and faces, and interested to see what's uh, going to be turned out. But 
I've got my hopes up high after these shows, and might have to lower my temp- my expectations down a little bit for Germany. Never TNT. That was a high high bar set after this weekend, but uh, I'm excited to see what's ha- going to happen in Germany. And um, right after that, they go into the AC, then go back to Japan, then come back to LA, all before LA. the end of October. Like this is all in the next month, and it's going to be crazy. But it's going to be yeah. fun to see what's uh what's being done over here. So that Jordan match, Jordan East West Express. Yeah. Uh, versus Alec Price and Cole Radrick was for AC Night Two of Fight Club. So oh. Fight Club is going to look looking like a good card, especially with uh, the June Kiss. I think they're doing what's it called that weekend too, right? Art of War Games is that during Fight I Club weekend? Or is that uh, separate? That's a good question. Yeah, I have to figure it out. But a lot of fun things are coming up on the horizon, and uh, a lot of fun stuff we're going to be covering. Hopefully. Yeah, I'm I'm in a growth spot right now. Basically, I'm just growing, growing. So you will see pre-shows. You should be seeing some post shows at some point here. We're going to do what we can to just be supportive. And that's just how it is. So it's more like if I've got an hour of time before the show, I'm going to fucking sit down and bullshit with all of you. So I'll put it out there. B will be there when he can. He usually watches the show a little later because he's busy. Me, sometimes I'm not as busy, uh, fortunately and unfortunately. So if I can, I'll definitely do something to support everyone out there and just uh, have something fun to do. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I, you know, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) No, you know what I mean? I'm I'm just thankful. Yes. I I don't know what else to say. So many nice people. Like we, we have so many nice people. It's yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, so, you know what I mean? I could just talk about it forever, but I don't know what to say. It's just, it's so nice. It's like the sunshine. You you know you appreciate it. Hard yeah. to talk about it. <laughs> All right. You want to send them out of here? Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, you know, I'm just having fun. It's just yes, now yes. we're just getting started. Oh. Um, <laughs> All right. <sighs> All right. Let's send them out of here. Let's do it, brother. All right. Long. Long. Live. Oh, this is good. G C. Got you, bitch. W. Wanker. <laughs> Wankers. <laughs>